Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, you don't know it yet, but you are listening to History in the Making while you are listening to this show. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man. Yet as mortal as his own. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristan T. Harris. Good morning, good afternoon, listeners around the world. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, and you're listening to The Rundown Live on KGRA Radio. KGRA Radio is Hudson Valley, New York, Salt Lake City, Utah, and I'm broadcasting out of our studio here in good old Chile. Very cold, icy Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's why I have the hat on. I'm really a little extra cold today. Um, welcome to everyone in the chat as people are slowly making their way into the rundown live chat. By the way, uh, it is March 1st, you know, first day of the year, first day or not the year of the month. Jeez, already having verbal disasters. I started the month off wrong already, but we'll be getting into a lot of interesting things today. Make sure you guys are sharing, subscribing, hitting that like button. Uh, make sure you let your friends know to tune in. We're here live Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard, 12 Eastern, 11 Central. And you can get the latest in information, news, and uh, you know technology and political happenings in the world right here. By the way, I find it really interesting um, how many mainstream media outlets follow this program and then they write about the same things that we talk about the next day or shortly after. Not to mention... The mainstream media radio, uh, I've noticed a lot of them pick up on things based on something as simple as us talking about the human salami meat that somebody dropped in a chat. And, uh, you know, uh, that's one of those things where you guys, the listeners, you guys make the show happen. And by the way, we are live on YouTube forward slash The Rundown Live, as well as we are live on Facebook, uh, Twitch and um, DLive, and we'll be moving to some other platforms. So welcome to everyone in the chat. I see people are slowly making their way here. It is Monday. It's a Monday, Monday, Monday. Mondays are, you know, a little bit, you know, slower than the rest of the days of the week. So uh, we'll get into some things today, including, including my first question for all of you. Would you guys take a vacation in space? And I want you guys to think about that. Wonder about that for just a minute. And like like even take it a step further. If you were a multi-billionaire and you could build a space station for vacations, I mean, what would you name it? Like would you come up with some really cool, like awesome space station name? Um, what would it be? What would you do on said space station? 
What kind of activities could you have to make it fun? Like, is this a good and successful business model? Because it's in the news today that the world's first space hotel is to begin construction in low Earth orbit in 2025, complete with restaurants, cinemas, rooms for up to about 400 guests. You can't make this up. I mean, like, it sounds real cool. It's in a UK Daily Mail today. And I did some research on it. Like, is this something? I thought at first it was satire. Come on, you know, go on down to the restaurant at the end of the universe. We'll all hang out there. You can pick the meat you want, and we'll just beam it right up. I mean, with synthetic biology, they're just making things out of nothing. Like, you can have, uh, you know, we're getting into that today. Like, if you could grow something, like, you can grow yourself a kitchen table, like, Lab-grown wood is a real thing. We talked about it not too long ago, and I pulled it up today for today's broadcast as well. But space hotels are here. This is the world we live in, and how cool is that? That's pretty cool. Anyways, I have a little informational clip we're going to play on this. This is a kind of insight onto space stations and the building of a space hotel. I'm going to talk about a company that has an ambitious plan to build a private space station with artificial gravity. A space colonization company has some bold plans to turn a specific kind of science fiction into reality. Artificial gravity, sometimes referred to as pseudogravity, is the creation of an inertial force that mimics the effects of a gravitational force, usually by rotation. Artificial gravity, or rotational gravity, is thus the appearance of a centrifugal force in a rotating frame of reference, the transmission of centripetal acceleration via normal force in the non-rotating frame of reference, as opposed to the force experienced in linear acceleration, which by the equivalence principle is indistinguishable from gravity. In a more general sense, artificial gravity may also refer to the effect of linear acceleration, utilizing a rocket engine. The Orbital Assembly Corporation's bold vision? To construct a gigantic orbital space station called Voyager that can hold up to 400 passengers and then spin fast enough to provide them with artificial gravity, as Space.com reports, and they want to get started as soon as 2025. OAC's medical advisor Shauna Pandya presented the idea during a one-hour-long event on January 29th. If the company can achieve this incredibly ambitious goal, Voyager could become the largest human-made structure in space. It will even feature bars, libraries, gyms, and a spa. OAC has at least plenty of expertise among its ranks, including NASA vets, engineers, and pilots. The company is hoping to start with sending a smaller-scale prototype into orbit, 200 feet in diameter, which will spin fast enough to simulate the gravity of Mars. A giant robot called the Structure Truss Assembly Robot, Star, will then build the much bigger Voyager station piece by piece while in orbit. This will be the next industrial revolution John Blinko, founder of the Gateway Foundation and the CEO of OAC, promised during the event. OAC claims it already has commissioned a star prototype which will be tested in California. To say that the company has plenty of hurdles to still overcome would be a gross understatement. We don't even know if spinning up a man-made structure in space will provide the angular momentum needed to create artificial gravity. And then there's the matter of money. OAC is open for private investment until April 1, but even with the likes of SpaceX bringing down the cost of flying cargo to orbit, building a space station is arguably going to be prohibitively expensive. So far, the company has raised $1 million, but OAC has done its homework. 
their extravagant vision of space colonization may not materialize within the coming decades, even if they manage to fly a single piece of its station into space before then. But at least somebody is thinking ahead of what our future in space might look like. And, like, isn't that cool? Like, to think about this? Think about this. Like, first of all, what are you going to call this place? Like, come on down to space station, have a plutonic relationship here. You know, Pluto, plutonic. Okay, not funny. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus, like, help me here with this. <laughs> Like bad puns. Do you need more? Like the tagline is, do you need more space? Come on down to Plutonic where you can have a vacation that is wonderful. Wonderful. Orbit around the planet. What's that going to look like from like our point of view? Are we going to look up at the sky and there's going to be like this gigantic like ring and the way they have it described here, somebody in chat, Ethereum, by the way, welcome to everyone in the chat. People are slowly uh, dropping in here. Bobby, Ethereum, Skywatcher, what's going on, everyone? But uh, the, like you're looking up at the sky and our, our sky will soon become polluted, maybe late at night. We'll have like multiple space hotels. And would you take advantage of this? Would you like get on a spaceship? What's the price ticket? to go on to the space station. I mean, there's so many questions. Would it be cool to do this, like, in that, like, thinking that you're a billionaire and you're going to build something in space, you're going to have the first space hotel, and what kind of laws are there? Are there even laws in space? And if crimes happen in space, uh, like, what happens, I guess? <laughs> is, is Since, uh, like, we have so many questions to ask about this. But let's get into this article on the Daily Mail a little bit so we can learn what a space hotel would all have, right? So the world's first space hotel, which is beginning construction in 2025, as we heard, they're going to piece it together in space, piece by piece, is going to be complete with restaurants, movie theaters, and rooms for up to 400 guests. So what? You're going to go up there. You're going to go to the space bar, meet some space babes. And, you know, what kind of music are they going to have? Like, I guess they're going to have a person. Some people are going to have to stay on the space hotel permanently, you would think. And what are those qualifications? I wonder what kind of job that would pay. You know, we talked about, like, space archaeologists and biohybrid uh, geneticists and all these other things, roboticists that are coming out and all these new type of uh, like careers based on space ex exploration and advanced technology. But are we going to be stepping outside of our homes late at night and we're going to see this big like halo or spike bike type space station just orbiting around our planet? Are people going to be then like, hey, look, there's a space station. It'll have like free advertising. Maybe I'll flicker lights and flash and everyone can see it. Maybe I'll kind of glow out there as a halo. But experts from – so basically work is due to start on the world's first space hotel in low Earth orbit in 2025. And it will come equipped with all those things I just mentioned. Developed by Orbitable oh. – Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Orbital Assembly Corporation. So this is a company that is working towards making the space station. They're called OAC. The Voyager station could be operation operational as early as 2027 with the infrastructure built in orbit around the Earth. I mean, that's got to be like, it's going to be like part theme ride because you got to figure taking a rocket up to the uh, space station, you're getting locked in, you're putting your belt in, and you're like... <laughs> Your face is like getting peeled to the back of your skull and you're you're just flying and then, you know, you're going through space for like a short period of time and then you'd arrive there. (laughs) Like, Like it'd be exciting. It'd be fun. The space station will be a large circle and it'll rotate to generate artificial gravity that will be set at a similar level to the gravity found on the surface of the moon. I wonder why they went with that type of gravity. Anyone out there know? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Why would they go with the gravity uh, levels of the moon and not the Earth? Because wouldn't you think that you'd want to keep it consistent to what our species and natural life is used to? Like, uh, what happens if the thing starts speeding around, going spinning faster and fit? Like, there's an engine malfunction. Uh, for example, and the, the the space station starts rotating at a faster and faster level. All these complications need to be turned in the sci- sci-fi movie here, uh, whatever we are going to call Hotel uh, Space Odyssey here. But they decided to go with the gravity that is similar to the surface of the moon. Uh, Voyager Station's hotel will include many features you might expect to f- from a cruise ship, including themed restaurants, a health spa, and a cin- cinema. You know, you can't do all those things on Earth, right? Let's do them in space. But, you know, there's, I mean, I guess it's the whole idea of going where no man has gone before. And to think that we live in a lifetime where people have enough money. You know, there's people starving on Earth. Just throwing that out there. There's a lot of good humanitarian things that you can do. But let's not lie. Like, this is equally uh, interesting because it is, uh, you know, being a pioneer in space. In space um, hotel business. I wonder, like, I'm surprised that some not major hotel company hasn't asked to put their name on it. Is it going to be like a Fister in space? You know, like, well, that's the hotel we have here is called the Fister. It's the big one. It's a older hotel. You know, they have the older Aster hotels and some of these older brands that were around prior to, you know, the big Hilton takeover and Marriott and everything else. But you would think that somebody would capitalize on advertising on the side of that space station. Um, the Voyager Station Hotel. Obviously, you can go to watch movies. I wonder what kind of movies you're going to watch. Star Wars? Like, is it going to be all space-themed? And since there's no laws in space, do you think that they'll have brothels? Probably not. I'm guessing this is going to be like a real legit, like, s- safe, clean thing. What happens if they all get COVID? COVID in space! <laughs> the, the wheel of death, they'll call it. 
you know, you like spinning around on this giant like space station. No, just joking, but you never know. There's so many questions on this thing. Interesting. It will feature a series of pods, by the way, attached to the outside of the rotating ring. And some of the pods could be sold to the likes of NASA and ESA for space research. So um, obviously this is an adventure to make money because they'll probably pay big money to have research pods on the space station. No detail of cost to build the space station or the cost of spending a night in the hotel have been revealed. Although OEC says builds, build costs are getting cheaper thanks to reusable launch vehicles like the SpaceX Falcon 9 and the future starships. So all you flat earthers out there, you know, um, I just want to say that maybe you want to buy the first ticket to the space station. And then you guys can tell us if they just like like put you in a place and they're going to be like, yeah, they put me in a ship. and uh, But I never really saw the outside. For all I knew, it was LEDs and you know, skeptics, but here's a picture of it for those who are in the chat that are in the know and want to see what this looks like. It's got that little cool spitty spoked wheel format for it there, the space hotel that will orbit Earth. Are they going to have, like, competing space hotels? By the way, Ethereum in the chat, Said there, there would be a. They would want the novelty of being in space. That's why people would go to this. And of gravity is the same as that. If it is on Earth, it would not be just like going on vacation uh, somewhere on Earth. So yeah. So I guess what do you? <laughs> so people are gonna be like floating around the space station, like they're swimming in air. You want the authentic space experience? Come to Symphony in Space, the ultimate spinning wheel space station hotel with the restaurant at the end of the earth. And you're right. If they had the same gravity that was here on earth, people would be like, well, this is just like on earth. And I just spent like $1.5 billion to fly here or $1 million ticket to fly here and go on the space station. And like, once you're there, what if you get terrified and you're like, I don't want to get in a spaceship and fly back to Earth because there's a chance you could die. Like, like, have we perfected space travel to the point where we can have a hotel in space? Think about that. Like, <laughs> like, what are they thinking? I don't know. I don't get it. Is there some kind of technology out there that they just haven't let us know about? Are they going to just like plop a TR-3B like on the front lawn of the White House and be like, yeah, hop on in. We can now go to the restaurant on the space station. You're taking a girl on a date and you're like, where do you want to go, honey? She's like, let's go to the space station. It's like, um, it's like a million dollars a ticket. Um, no. <laughs> oh. Come on, come on up to the Hyatt. Yeah, we have one of those. It's like, you know, the Hyatt is uh, has like a spinning restaurant on tap on top. And it's usually now made into a bar rented out for events. And it rotates around the hotel really slowly while you eat till you barely notice. And you look up and you're looking at a different end of the city. You know, somebody's going to going to want to put their name on this thing. And I think it's kind of cool. I make fun of it. But like, I just don't understand um, the business 
concept on how this is going to be profitable. But if you're renting it out to different nations, these special research pods, it would make a lot of sense. It would definitely make a lot of sense. And, you know, you can get on your spaceship. You can fly out to the space station with the space bar and the space babes. Get lucky in space. You you have yourself a moon baby, <laughs> like like uh, in, conceived in space. Where were you conceived? I was conceived in space. Yeah, my parents went to the wheel. You know the wheel of death right up there in the sky, and they made it back. You know. But uh, I guess I'm gonna leave it to you guys. I'm gonna even open the lines on this. If you guys want to call in. 1-855-472-5483, 1-855-472-5483. Would you guys take a trip to a space station, and how much would you pay for that ticket? Like for me, I could see reasonably paying like $20,000. It's a once-in-a-lifetime mega vacation. I would pay $20,000 to go to the space station, risk my life, number one, because you're sitting on a spaceship and your eyes are getting pinned to the back of your skull while you're flying there. And once you're there, I might be too scared to even come back on Earth. I'll be like, can I just stay here? I'll apply for a job. You know, that the trip uh, here was a little bumpy. And I think they turned the oxygen a little bit too high, you know. People can have like heart attacks and anxiety attacks on the way there. Do I have to go through like endless simulations of sitting in a rocket chair and getting flung through space on a giant phallic called like Apollo 45 or something? And then it's going to go and enter the ring, you know, <laughs> just letting you know, there's, it seems like there's a little bit of esoteric uh, symbolism here, a giant O through space. And you're going to have a phallic uh, shaped spaceship fly out to it and impregnate it with people. Just throwing it out there for those people who are into the, you know, the esoteric stuff. You get Semiramis and Nimrod, the ultimate ritual, going to the space station. Yeah, space station. So Orbital Assembly Corporation is going to make this possible. Uh, they got pictures of the bedrooms. If you take a look at the bedroom, uh, there it is. The Gateway Foundation has a little video showing how they're going to build, build the unit. But it kind of looks like you're in a submarine with the windows that goes out there and looks in space. Um, looks kind of cool, like their, their layout, lots of windows where they can have sunlight come in. Cool, clever restaurant as you're flying through space. Voyager Station's hotel will include many features that you might expect from a cruise ship. The Voyager-class space station will be made up of a series of rings with a number of modules attached to the outermost of the rings. Some of these 24 modules will be run by the Gateway Foundation and will be for things like crew quarters, air, water, and power. They will also include a gym, a kitchen, a restaurant, a bar, and other essential facilities for people due to, to be on the station longer term. The other modules will be leased or sold to private companies and governments. That's right. You work for Miller Brewing? We got tickets. Not in a luxury box at your local... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Athlete store, but on the space station. That's right. Executives can spend a week in space if they like. How cool is that? <laughs> Luis Tass says the Galactic Federation might just shoot it down. Yeah, you know, uh, that, that that's always the case. If you haven't heard, um, Israeli's minister of defense or former minister of defense came out and said that there's a uh, symbiotic relationship between Earthlings and aliens. And the, the Federation is called the Galactic Federation of Light. And, you know. Just throwing it out there. Anyways, if you guys want to call in, let me know. What would you think? Would you stay or go to a space station? Would this be something you would do? Uh, I mean, I guess there's adrenaline junkies out there. Like, I wouldn't really have interest in it just due to the way the travel would be. If traveling would be similar to flying an airplane or, like, you know, something of that nature, it wouldn't be, like, getting your, uh, you know, eyes pinned to the back of your skull while you're flying on a rocket ship in a space suit eating space ice cream okay on second thought i'm in just bring the space ice cream sign me up i'm ready to go to the space station just keep feeding me a space ice cream the whole way up and hopefully i don't have to throw up because i don't know what happens in your space suit if you have to throw up does it like orbit in your like helmet for a while i, I don't even want to know our, our sponsor is going to hate me right now because we're leading the break with this if you guys want to get into the chat and run down live make sure you guys share uh, subscribe let people know tune in to rundown live rundownlive.com i'm your host Kristan t harris we'll be back after this message from our sponsors Okay, nurse, let's get this man to the ER stat. Right away, doctor. We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. 60 years of research has gone into chelation, and angioprim is the result. A safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or to speak with a trained consultant, give angioprim a call at 954-882-7221. That's 954-882-7221. Folks. This is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com Our CBD is made from hemp and has .003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied. 
but you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to ancientlifeoil.com. That's ancientlifeoil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Have a great day. Permanent industrial glue impossible to remove? Not anymore. Because Handyman Formula by D-Bond is a patented chemical adhesive remover. It's used in the building and home maintenance industry, but now it's available for your home use, for your DIY projects. Unglue stickers, silicone rubber, labels, price tags, flex tape, weather stripping, carpet glue, wood glue, liquid nails, even 3M5200. And it dissolves graffiti. Yeah, graffiti. Handyman Formula by D-Bond works, and it's safe to use on most surfaces, no need to call a professional. Don't get out the pliers and blowtorch. Just apply a little handyman formula by D-Bond and wait 90 seconds, then quickly and easily pull the items apart. Get unstuck. Visit dbondhandymanformula.com. That's dbondhandymanformula.com or call 561-575-4200. Handyman formula by D-Bond. We are the contact for alternative research topics. The Planet, KGRARadio.com. Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed, lived enough life to say. I heard your heart, I see your pain, out in the dark, out in the brain. You're so alone. So afraid, I heard you pray in Jesus' name. It may be midnight or midday, it's never early, never late. He goes stand by what he claimed. I lived enough life to say, Help is on your way, round in the corner. Censored by the mainstream media. The destroyer of fake news and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris. Space exploration, we're here. It's 2021. I'm your host, Kristen T. Harris, and you're listening to The Rundown Live. Rundownlive.com, Hudson Valley, New York, Salt Lake City, Utah. If you want to bring The Rundown Live to a station near you, you can start by helping us grow, getting involved in the chat, letting people know. Make sure you guys are sharing, sharing the live feed on your Facebook, on your Twitter, your Twitch, whatever it is. You guys are the epitome of what makes this show happen. And for that, we're going to the phone lines here. Uh, we got callers calling in. They want to talk about space hotels to orbit Earth. Would you do this? Caller from California, Louis. How you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, um, Christian. Long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a while. So uh, what, what's new with you? Are, are, would you get on a spaceship and uh, a rocket ship and then fly to a space hotel that orbits Earth? Would that be something you'd be interested in or working at? That'd be, I, I'd do it, but I think it's going to be like the same thing from the movie uh, from with, with, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Elysium, where all the elites uh, go up on the space, live up in a spaceship. Like that um, ring you uh, 
talked about? Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see something like that happening where they're, all the elites live on a spaceship uh, off of the planet where there are no rules and laws. And then we're, we're all just stuck here while they're floating around in their little cool bicycle wheel. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I mean, I <coughs> I would try to, I would love to um, work in the space, <laughs> in that space, actually. You would you would actually get a job. You'd apply like what like would you be a bartender? Like it shows kind of how uh people can find jobs out in space that are similar here to the in, the in the world. But I wonder what kind of additional qualifications you'd have. But what would you see yourself doing at a space station? Uh me. I would wanna try doing like um Origami, you know, like teaching all the elites or all the <laughs> passengers up there, all my, you know, skills or any uh, arts and crafts skills that they wouldn't well, want there to learn. You, go. you can go up there and they'll probably have school classes. You can do school in space because they're going to have to have that at some point, right? You figure that they're going to be doing space exploration and what better place to learn than in space university on the spoke wheel number 42. Uh-huh. How much would you pay, would you say, for like doing something like this, going on a Voyager space station? Mm, a couple thousand, yeah. You you would spend yeah, you would, you, for a couple. You think it would cost you a couple thousand dollars? I'm guessing that the price on so you'd pay a couple thousand. I thought maybe I'd pay like the most to get on a rocket ship and fly to a space station for let's say two nights. $20,000. I just don't see how they'd recuperate any of that wealth or make it worthwhile to, you know, normal average people would be able to fly up in space. It'll probably be like 50 years I would anticipate till somebody like you or I will have the opportunity to do it. But I think you bring up a very interesting point about the elite living in space and, you know, colonizing Mars while the Earth gets, you know, blown up by some leader that lives on a completely different planet. Yeah, that was that's weird. I don't know about that part, but but yeah, that was from the movie uh, Elysium with Matt Damon. Uh, he was one of the slaves, and he tried to uh, get a ticket to get up there, but he died. Yeah. So, what kind of entertainment would you want to see on a spaceship? Hmm, entertainment. <laughs> uh, Star Wars usually. <laughs> yeah, Catalina Waltz, you know, dun, 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 you know the, the 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 typical. Yeah, it'd be like it, it'd have to be like a theme park. Like you'd have to go there, and you're gonna be swimming through space because gravity is gonna be that of what the moon they said. So maybe you'll have like simulated golfing, and you can re redo the the big golf swing on the moon. Uh, where the ball just flies for miles and miles and miles, or uh, maybe you know you'll be able to, um, yeah, get a, get a, get in one of these space pods where they'll have holographic images that pop out, so it makes it look like you're flying through space, which you really are. You probably don't even need to do that, but I do think it's- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's very interesting, Louis, that there's a market for this. And people are like, yeah, I want to go and go to space. You're one of them. You're like, heck yeah. I'd love to go to space. Sign me up. Put me on a rocket today. I will take a job on a space station as we speak. What would you call the space station? If that, if this was your space station and you could own it and it's a space hotel, would you come up with a cool name for it? Hmm. I don't know. Earth two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I noticed uh, yeah, somebody maybe, was talking about the Galactic Federation. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that was I, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, we're in their airspace, or we're in their space, so if any UFO starts shooting at the space station, <laughs> destroying it, it'll be them. Ian, do you think that uh, this, like, if there were UFOs, you'll be able to see them better from the space station? Like, uh, you know, you always see these weird things flying through space, and you don't know if it's a rock or, you know, a fireball or whatever. It stops on a dime, goes a completely different direction, unexplained, caught on video on space stations. You know, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there, Louis. And uh, thanks for calling in, by the way. I think it's interesting. Do you have anything else for us today about space station and the spinning wheel spoke uh, the spoke of death out there in space where I'm going to I just I couldn't do it. I don't think I could strap myself into a rocket ship and then just be like, yeah, this is my vacation. You know, you know, and then who is a bill? My producer said, well, why wouldn't they just sedate you? Like, do you think that's going to be the process? You're going to get on the rocket ship. They're going to sedate you. And, uh, you know, you're going to you're going to pass out. And then when you wake up, you'll be at the space station. It depends on the G-forces. Yeah, so I guess that would depend on the G-force. Yeah. That, then I'll pass out. If I were to, uh, I would pass out on an airplane if I was high G's. If I don't know what I was, uh, how to counter it, you know. Definitely. Yeah, well, Louis, yeah, thanks. It, it should look like uh, Wall-E. You know how people would just be sitting on these chairs moving, <laughs> being lazy, you know. And they just watch, um, they take you to wherever you want to go in their spaceship <coughs> or your station. Just like in yeah. Wally. Yeah, I've never watched Wally. I've been told I need to watch it, but. Uh... You know, that being said, it's it's some interesting points you bring up about the elite potentially going to space. You know, what what would they do? They'd be like out there and you'd have your space army. We need a space army right away, Donald Trump says. And I kind of like giggled. I'm like, what the hell we need a space army for? But now I'm starting to think about it. In 2025, they're going to have hotels in space. In 2027, you'll be able to go there. And 
I don't know what they're going to cost, but that's insane to me. Like my my mind is going, whoa, like didn't I see cartoons about this as a kid growing up? You know, Silverhawks and uh, all these other different um, old vintage anime cartoons that took place in space or space villains coming here and uh, trying to take over the planet. But here it is, Star Trek. Star Trek is here. We're having we're building hotels in space. People are like, yeah, let's build a hotel in space. It's going to be in our orbit, flying around the planet. And at night when you go out to look at the moon, you're going to see a little spoke wheel spinning very slowly. You know, we already see satellites with our bare eyes. I go to the UP, and we're in the UP, they don't have all the light pollution. For those who don't know what the UP is, it's the Upper Peninsula. Um, and you'll look up at the sky, and all you'll see is stars. But you'll notice that there's satellites you'll see the satellites you'll see meteors you'll see those kind of things just flying through the sky and i i would have to imagine that this giant space hotel that will orbit the earth is going to be some form of space you know it's going to take up our you know beautiful sky people are going to be like what the hell is that and you're gonna be like yeah that's the space hotel let's go and honey's some girl's gonna tell her man hey honey Take me there. Take me to if you really love me, you want to get married. Let's do the space hotel. Seal deal. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember watching a, a movie, a Disney movie. I forgot the title, uh, but it's all about like people living in a space station. I forgot the title of the name, but it's a, it was a Disney movie. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of different movies that are taking place in space, obviously. Uh, I just didn't think it would happen in my lifetime. I, I mean, we, like when I grew up, or like I remember the Challenger blowing up in 84, and I think I was a kid and I didn't understand what I was witnessing, uh, but I was a lot more upset that I couldn't watch Voltron and Transformers or GoBots or whatever that was supposed to be on TV at the time. But like – uh you know, the idea that we could go and sit on a hotel in space and, you know, meet people, have space bars, space music, space jobs just blows my mind. It's crazy to me, Louis. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate you. You're always a great caller. Feel free to call in anytime. Louis from California. Um, good information and a great insight. Like, what if we could just beam all our trash to a space hotel and the elite are there. They're working off of a space station. This is like something straight out of that movie iron sky where the Nazis have a moon boat, moon base and space base. And we didn't know that they planted it there in world war two. And they're coming back to take over the earth. You know, like it just, it's I'm like, it's whoa, like this is here. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to see it. I can literally go to space on a vacation and, uh, fly and be there and be like, yeah, and just party on a spaceship and space station. Yeah, I wonder how many people are going to take advantage of this. I can see, and again, this is a class thing. Are they going to have a lottery? Because you'd have to figure that they're going to have some kind of lottery to get people to actually go on this because so many people are going to actually want to go onto the space station where they'll be able to go, you know, get their moon rocks on. Would you like some moon rocks in that uh Two fingers whiskey there. Yeah, I'll take some moon rocks, drop them in. <laughs> World's first hotel. Crazy. 
By the way, the phone number here is 1-855-472-5483, 1-855-472-5483. If you guys want to call in, uh, the line is open today. Um, we're going to be getting into some more interesting things. But I want to tie this into a, a whole aspect of things. So, like, let's say you're on Space Station, and I want you to think about this. This is in the news. Lab-grown wood could let us grow furniture in a lab instead of in a forest. Now, if you could buy a plant that could grow into something useful, what kind of plant would you order? Like, would you buy? Because if you can get a lab-grown wood uh, and it could grow us furniture, wouldn't you think we'd just start planting ourselves some furniture and growing furniture? Like, well, how hard is the process? Like, does it does it is it something where you just plant a seed and let's say you plant the seed and then when it grows up, it comes out in a complete shape of a, uh, you know, kitchen table with the chairs and it doesn't cost you a whole lot because you grew it yourself. So now how about maybe you have a. A fireplace and you don't want to cut down trees you're getting old and you have a wood burning stove well you could just get some lab growing wood and you could grow it and then you could just chop it off of the parts of the table and you just plant your wood and uh, it just grows real quick and this is part of what we've been talking about continuing on our synthetic biology talks and we're going to get into this a little bit here and i think it's really important that we understand the implementations and the possibilities, because these are the good that comes along with synthetic biology. These are the cool things that we see in science fiction, uh, movies, um, you know, what movie was it, TV shows, Altered Carbon, where it looks like everything is like part plant and it turns into a building. And when we talked about growing your own buildings the other day on uh, last week's program, it sounds crazy. It sounds absolutely nuts. But... In the mainstream media, here it is, lab-grown wood. And if you're in space and you can just like grow your own, like grow your own kitchen table and grow your own wood, you know, it's not that far away. Scientists have already figured out how to grow meat in the lab. We saw that with like uh, with the, the Kanye, the human salami from last week. We were talking about Ellen DeGeneres and John Franco, and you know. So nurturing animal cells to multiply into chicken cutlets and burger patties. Now, MIT researchers are hoping to do the same with wood to quickly produce in a lab what would take decades to grow in nature. And so what you're going to probably do is you're going to get yourself some form of a DNA printer and the DNA printer will uh, get the instructions that you pay for to download into it. And it'll print you out a, uh, you know, some a, a log or it's going to print you out a kitchen table using synthetic biology and you know think about it so instead of growing like bushes some people are gonna be like growing like artistic designed trees that are formed to look a certain way maybe to gather or garner electricity in a paper recently published by the Journal of Cleaner Production, the researchers detailed how they grew a wood-like plant tissue from cells extracted from uh, the leaves of a zinnia plant without soil or sunlight. The plant cells are similar to stem cells, says Luis Fernando, uh, a principal scientist at MIT's Microsystems Technology and Laboratories and co-author of the paper. 
they have potential to do many things. With the ability to tune the plant cells into whatever shape they decide, Ashley Beckwith, the mechanical engineer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hearing PhD student and papers lead author says they could use this process to grow more. More efficient materials. So like trees grow in a tall cylindrical poles. And we rarely use tall cylindrical poles in the industrial applications, she says. So you end up shaving off a bunch of material that you spent 20 years growing and that ends up being waste product. Instead, their idea is to grow structures that are more practical like rectangular boards or eventually an entire table that doesn't need to be assembled, which would reduce waste and potentially let land currently used for logging instead be preserved as forest. The idea is similar to lab-grown meat, which is also called stem cell cultured meat, in that the researchers are producing isolated tissues without having to grow the whole plant, just like cell cultured meat eliminates the need to raise an entire animal, but the plant cell cultures are easier to grow than animal cell cultures, Beckwith says, meaning lab-grown wood or wood products could become cost-competitive more quickly. Vasquez Garcia, Garcia doesn't think this process being used to grow food crops, which could also make it commercial adoption quicker since it wouldn't, won't need to undergo as strict quality controls. Instead, he said it as a solution to manufacturing everything from furniture to fibers for clothing. You can make your furniture just to show you guys I'm not making this stuff up. Would you like to plant yourself a kitchen table today? How about a, 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 a chair? How about a bedroom set? Maybe you can get them. I wonder if you can order them with like like have plants that you plant to turn into like a like a whole um, dress, dresser. They can like slide out drawers and everything. I wonder how this works. Kind of curious now. DNA printing. Knew it was coming. Didn't think we were that close to being here. But the work is still in its very early stages. The researchers say no one's yet looking to buy a table made of zinnia. But by successfully growing those cells, they say they've they've provided a starting point to a new way of producing biomaterials. It's a process that eventually could help accelerate our shift away from plastics and other materials that end up in the landfill towards materials that can be biodegrade or that can biodegrade. Excuse me. Garcia points out to a Japanese startup building satellites from wood as an example. Each product should really contemplate how it's going to go back to the earth, he says. So, yeah, grow yourself a kitchen table. This is synthetic biology, and it's where they can literally construct your DNA and shape it in any form or fashion. And we're going to get into this when we come back at the top of the hour here, but I have a whole segment. It's about an eight-minute segment by Paul Rothman, 
who he, he, he writes code that causes DNA to range itself into a star or let's say a smiley face or more. Essentially, he can program your DNA to do whatever he wants it to do and, and assume whatever shape. So when you look underneath a, a microscope, right? You're going to see instead of the normal DNA outlay, you're going to see a smiley face or a star. You can't make this stuff up. It's programming your DNA using a language. And he did a TED Talk quite some time ago in 2007. So it shows you how far we've come uh, that they've already known this for years and years and years that this is possible, that what we are seeing today with, with the programming DNA, which leads into the mRNA and everything else, that it's coming. This is the way of the future and that they'll be able to have great medical advancements. Just that a lot of people are just skeptical. The weird thing is Paul Rothman called his segment Casting Spells with DNA. And he goes on to talk about what we talk about the, a lot on the show, the magic behind words, Right. The magic behind words means that when you say certain things, uh, like, for example, you go to a car lot and the way you arrange your words and the way you say it may have a charming effect. Right. The magic is that you got a better deal in the car because you were able to uh, collaborate the right amount of symbols together, which have meaning to somebody else. And they were able to give you a better deal. So that's the magic behind words, not to mention that even uh, the format of which. Words come in, though, intents and purpose of it was to write down ritual. That's why we have a writ, R-I-T-E, in write. Uh, and that's why there's a curse when you take symbols and you stitch them together in cursive. Or even the term letter is to let or allow. And when we start talking about this in the form of casting spells with DNA, because if I am educating you guys about the magic behind words, the elite and these well-intelligent people that have been educated maybe in a different way, they know these things that we talk about. So when I have someone on the show and I talk about these things, like the term right and right angles and 90 degrees, nine is in every sacred geometrical form, it's all because it's based on mythology. Even the capital A is a pyramid with the all-seeing eye. You just need to look at it. Uh, and every day, whenever we're typing a capital A, we are integrating and you know that imagery and symbolism into our mind and based on the symbols we see they tell us to do something right if we see a letter a we know it goes a that's how the a sounds like b is b, 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 b like b e b b bumblebee right you put a and b together you have ab you know we know that that means something we are programmed to understand that language and so when we take dna right and uh, we construct it in a certain order, we can get DNA to do the same thing. Because if you look at it, it's all ones and zeros, right? If everything is ones and zeros or it shows some form of intelligent design, it was put together with the intents and purposes of being able to control or deliver a message telling DNA to do certain things. So like lab-grown wood, you can go into your lab, and grow yourself some wood, lab-grown wood. Hey, grow yourself a kitchen table. What kind of plant would you like today? You know, I'll take the mirror plant, the one that they comes in, builds the mirror, you know, grows into a mirror. Windowsill plant. Maybe you just buy a house plant. You can get a, oh, yes, instead of having 3D printed house, you could have an organic house that lives in breeze. And it's connected to the earth and creates electricity using its leaves from the sunlight. 
These are real things that they're working on. You can't, I can't make this up. I'm telling you right now, that's what's going on. And so when we come back from break, we'll get into the casting spells with DNA segment on 2007 TED Talk because I want you guys to understand where we are going. The things we talk about in the show may seem extreme when we talk about synthetic biology. And there's people that are like, yeah, no, no, it's there. They're even they like they got other things they're doing to like regenerate people and hold their lives. Uh, you know, what was it? People are involved in cryonics, having their bodies frozen. You know, always a biggest conspiracy was like Walt Disney had his body frozen so that one day if they could cure old age or his illness, they could bring him back to life. Now, we'll, we'll tap into that a little bit today, too. We'll talk about cryonics as I've uh, interviewed one of the top experts on cryonics probably last year, maybe two years ago now. And we'll get into a little bit of that, maybe two. Uh, but that being said, we're coming to commercial break. Make sure you guys are uh, in the chat Drop some information for me. What would you have grown in a lab if you could have it grown? What kind of furniture would you have grown? And a whole lot more. Share, like, basic things you can do here. Support us. Let everyone know. Check out The Rundown Live. We'll be back on KGRA Radio after this message from our sponsors. Hi, folks. It's trembling times and fears pushing emotions which in turn pushes health the wrong direction. Do you ever get an ache because life is uneasy? Try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Life Change Tea works on your digestive tract, helping to move food through quicker and comfortably so your health is spot on. Life Change Tea may not help with world issues, but it will help with your digestive issues. A glass a day helps keep the intruders away. So, change your life today. Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. Com. If your health game is off, get on by ordering Life Change Tea. GetTheTea.com. And while you're on our site, look around at the great non-GMO organic supplements. And if you're a sales shopper, go to our specials page and see what's for you. I've been drinking the tea for 12 years and I'm sure glad for its health benefits. Again, that's GetTheTea.com. GetTheTea.com. The tea that makes you go. When you're in the house for longer periods of time, you can see them flying or running across the floor. Ooh, yuck. They're unhealthy, gross, and disgusting. Bugs. I loathe bugs. We keep a clean home, but occasionally bugs show up. Well, I found something that is tougher than bugs. Orange Guard. On contact, it kills hidden bugs, including ants, roaches, and fleas. Plus, Orange Guard is a residual repellent. All of the ingredients of Orange Guard are on the FDA generally recognized as safe list. Orange Guard may be used around food, humans, and pets. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Orange Guard. Available at OrangeGuard.com, Whole Foods, and Ace Hardware. Is that who I think it is? Yep, sure is. Did you hear he ditched the man cave and brought back the study? That's so sexy. (sighs) I love it when a man is educated and informed. He is so dreamy. Always reading books and investigating history. Where do you think he works out? 
The library. <laughs> <laughs> He is so controversial, always talking about 9-11 being an inside job, Ooh. the police state, oh. constitutional rights, Ooh. ancient history, <gasps> government cover-ups, and how he thinks sports don't matter in real life. Oh, I love a free thinker who searches for truth. I love it when he feeds my brain. Mm. What's his name? Kristan T. Harris. <laughs> Tune in to The Rundown Live with Kristan T. Harris, Monday through Friday, 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern on KGRADB.com. You listen to us, and we listen to you, and so does the CIA. <laughs> KGRARadio.com Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristan T. Harris. And we're back from break. I'm your host, Chris Dante Harris, and you're listening to the Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. Make sure you guys are tuning in. We're here Monday through Friday. Download the Rundown Live app. It's available free on the Google Play Store. We're now in the iOS Apple Store. So if you have an Apple iPhone or iPad, grab it right now. Go to the store and search Rundown, R-U-N-D-O-W-N, Live, Rundown Live. And uh, it should come up. Download it. Get it, and you'll be able to get our past podcasts and our past information. By the way, if you guys want to call into the program, the phone number here is 85-KGRA-LIVE. That's for those who want to look at their your phone while dialing. You can do that. KGRA-LIVE, 85-KGRA-LIVE, or 1-855-472-5483. Hudson Valley, New York, Salt, Sa- Salt Lake City, uh, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Make sure that you guys are getting into the chat. We're live on YouTube and a bunch of other uh, networks, including Facebook and all those other fun things. Uh, You know, find different ways to find us. We're out there and we appreciate you guys. You guys have so much intel and interesting information. I got to shout out to the chat before we get back into the synthetic biology thing, by the way. Uh, King Sweet, what's up? Ethereum. Uh, Louie, I see you're back in the chat. Uh, Malaya, what's going on, Malaya? Hey, what's going on, John? How are things going on? Of course, we have Skywatcher. And, well, we got a lot of people, Bobby, and a whole bunch of other individuals in the chat today. So, you know, if you guys are chatting with us and you're not seeing it, it's probably because you're either on a different platform or, uh, you know, some people watch on YouTube, some people watch on Facebook, and, you know, uh, my producer asked me a question during the break, and he asked me, would you be more likely to go to an underwater-like uh, complex where it's like a hotel in the bottom of the ocean type deal? And I'm like, heck yeah, you know, go hang out with the mermaids and pick up uh, ocean babes and enjoy my time and meet cool people that live under the water. That'd be cool, you know, because people would be living in some kind of, you know, water or air biodome. I thought I think that's way more likely than getting on a donut in space, you know, flying on a rocket ship. It just would make a lot more sense to me to take a vacation underwater than it would going to outer space. Maybe they're working on both, but who knows? So prior to the break, I asked you guys kind of to think about what you would have grown if you could go to a store and buy a plant that just grows things that you need. 
like, uh, you know, uh, like Bill said, a shed during the break. He's like, I'd have a shed grown. I'd go buy a plant and have it grow the shed to the right, you know, okay. Looks like they'll be able to do that soon, you know. Uh, you know, lab-grown meat or lab-grown wood, it'll be a lot cheaper. And I'm joking about buying a plant and having it grow that way, but they will literally grow the wood that way, and it would be cheaper, and it'll be made in the lab at some point so that they don't have to cut down trees. Or they'll design them in certain ways. But I wanted you guys to have a better understanding on how they manipulate DNA, right, and how they can do this and what they can all do with it. And I found and stumbled upon a uh, uh, interesting video. In fact, I have to tell you, you guys as listeners, you guys send me a lot of interesting articles. And I'm working on a way to assemble a team uh, or a rewards program with the Rundown Live where you guys can send us information and be rewarded for, you know, finding stuff. Uh, whether it's through swag or whatever. But if you guys have a cool name for, you know, the Rundown Live, you know, podcast researchers or rundown live talk radio kgra you know club or whatever you guys think of you guys are more creative than i am i'm here every day bringing the information and reading the headlines but it's you guys that make this show run and i want to say i appreciate you guys all in the chat every day i see you there um recommend and ask that you uh at least try to invite somebody every day check out the rundown live on kgra radio have you heard of kgra radio where they have a lot of thought provoking guests on often la marzuli is here jimmy church you got all these great people that are on kgra radio so make sure you check that out so lab grown wood is a real thing but now when we start looking at making dna and organizing dna and having DNA have structure, we start to look at that everything is ones and zeros. Are we living in a digital world? And is it even possible that we could all be in a digital world right now as we speak? Since everything is ones and zeros and it's a form of language, you can command and put together ones and zeros telling DNA to act in a certain way. So in theory with that, you could at some point tell DNA to fix itself. Maybe that's what uh, help us understand more what mRNA might be. But that being said, we got a little segment here from a 2007 TED Talk with Paul Rothman talking about casting spells with DNA, much like we discussed prior to the break, uh, the language and um, how it's basically magic. You know, so if we could go and uh, here it is, uh, Paul Rothman talking about writing code tells our DNA how to arrange itself. There's an ancient and universal concept that words have power, that spells exist, and if they, we could only pronounce the right words, then, you know, an avalanche would come and wipe out the hobbits, right? So this is a very attractive idea because we're very lazy, like the sorcerer's apprentice or the world's greatest computer programmer. And so this idea has a lot of traction with this. We love the ideas that words, when pronounced, they're just little more than pure information, but they evoke some physical action in the real world that helps us do work. And so, of course, with lots of programmable computers and robots around. This is an easy thing to picture. So how many of you know what I'm talking about? Raise your right hand. Okay. How many of you don't know what I'm talking about? Raise your left hand. Okay. All right. So that, that's great. So that was, that was too easy. You guys have very insecure computers. Okay. 
So, so now, the thing is that this is a different kind of spell. This is a computer program made of zeros and ones. It can be pronounced on a computer. It does something like this. The important thing is we can write it in a high-level language. A computer magician can write this thing. It can be compiled into this, into zeros and ones, and pronounced by a computer, and that's what makes computers powerful, these high-level languages that can be compiled. And so... Um, I'm here to tell you, you don't need a computer to actually have a spell. In fact, what you can do at the molecular level is that if you encode information, you encode a spell or program as molecules, then physics can actually directly interpret that information and run a program. That's what happens in proteins. When this amino acid sequence gets pronounced as atoms, these little letters are sticky for each other. It collapses into a three-dimensional shape that turns it into a nanomachine that actually cuts DNA. And the interesting thing is that if you change the sequence, you change the three-dimensional folding, you get now a DNA stapler instead. These are the kind of molecular programs that we want to be able to write, but the problem is we don't know the machine language of proteins, we don't have a compiler for proteins, so I've joined a growing band of people that try to make molecular spells using DNA. We use DNA because it's cheaper, it's easier to handle, it's something that we understand really well, we understand it so well, in fact, that we think we can actually write programming languages for DNA and have molecular compilers. So then we think we can do that, and my uh, quest, first question doing this, or one of my questions doing this, was how can you make an arbitrary shape or pattern out of DNA? And I decided to use a type of DNA origami, where you take a long strand of DNA and fold it into whatever shape or pattern you might want. So here's a shape. I actually spent a, about a year in my home in my underwear coding, uh, like Linus in that picture before. And this program takes a shape, spits out 250 DNA sequences. These short DNA sequences are what are going to fold a long strand into this, into this shape that we want to make. So you send an email with these sequences in it to a company, and what it does is it pronounces, the company pronounces them on a DNA synthesizer. It's a machine about the size of a photocopier, and what happens is they take your email, and every letter in your email, they replace a 30-atom thir cluster, one for each letter, A, T, C, and G, and DNA. They string them up in the right sequence, and then they send them back to you via FedEx. So you get 250 of these in the mail, little tubes. I mix them together, add a little bit of salt water, and then add this long strand I was telling you about that I've stolen from a virus. And then what happens is you heat this thing, whole thing up to about boiling, you cool it down to room temperature, and as you do, what happens is those short strands, they do the following thing. Each one of them binds that long strand in one place and then has a second half that binds that long strand in a distant place and brings those two parts of the long strand close together so that they stick together. And so the net effect of all 250 of these strands is to fold the thing into the shape, fold the long strand into the shape that you're looking for. It'll approximate that shape. We do this for real in the test tube. In each little drop of water, you get 50 billion of these guys. You can look with a microscope and see them on a surface. And the neat thing is that if you change the sequence and change the spell, you just change. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The sequence of those staples, you can make a molecule that looks like this. And and, you know, he likes to hang out with his buddies, right? And a lot of them are, are actually pretty good. If you change the spell again, you change the sequence again, you get really nice 130 nanometer triangles. If you do it again, you can get arbitrary patterns. So you, on a rectangle, you can paint patterns of North and South America or the words DNA. So 
That's DNA origami. That's one way, there are many ways, of casting molecular spells uh, using DNA. What we really want to do in the end is learn how to program self-assembly so that we can build anything, right? We want to be able to build technological artifacts that are maybe good for the world. We want to learn how to build um, biological artifacts like people and whales and trees. And if it's the case that we can reach that level of complexity, if our ability to program molecules gets to be that good, then that will truly be magic. Um, Thank you very much. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an insight of, you know, kind of how they do it. They can make little smiley faces out of the DNA. Like, who would have thought that you're sitting at a lab, you're like, yeah, I'm going to spend a year trying to put DNA together to make smiley faces and uh, or triangles. But the main point here is that we're getting to the point with science where pretty soon we can get science to do just about anything we want it to do. So when we talk about things like mRNA vaccination, where they program proteins to get sticky and ident to identify certain things, there was a guy who did this. His name was Sam Chichoa. I think that was his name, Sam Chichoa from Australia. And what he did is he trained the flu virus to identify cancer. And the, then he would get it to attach itself to the cancerous tissue and your your immune system can't see cancer but it can see the flu so when it would attack the the actual flu virus it would kill the cancer and he provided those studies to mount sinai uh, mount sinai excuse me and mount sinai uh, said this was miraculous there was over 100 trials and everyone was receiving um you know crazy positive responses and shortly afterwards, Mount Sinai lost the research and the specimen and all the information going around it. And he sued and won in court, I think, for like $10 million back in the 90s. And so in 2007, you have a guy talking something very similar, except we're doing it more at a level where we can edit it. Like you're programming a computer or making a WordPress website. We'll be able to put the DNA together and develop yourself doing CRISPR genetic editing and things like that. If you want to build yourself a Centaur kid, you can. And, you know, embryonic stem cell research and all that other stuff, you know, but you'll have an artificial embryo and you can have your little kid designer baby grow up that way without any disease. And we can make them look certain ways. There's a whole group of people that are uh, radicals that want to do something called post-genderism. We've talked about that, where they essentially don't want you to have uh, any genitalia if you're male or female, or they want you to be able to have both so you can self, you know, procreate. So, like, this is where we're at, though. So designer babies, genetic engineering, and being able to program being able to program vaccines, okay? And now I said that we're going to be flagged on every channel, right? The magic word right now. You are a terrorist, somebody wrote, by the way. There's an article saying that if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're a terrorist. I don't believe that. That's kind of crazy. That like That's extremism. Whoever got that job in his writing, uh, like, he doesn't belong at the, what is that, New York Times opinion piece or whatever. Like, what is that, big pharma funded opinion? <laughs> Who funds them? All big pharma funded uh, indoctrination through the medical industry of how to be profitable 101. Strike fear and panic in people. Line them up like cattle and goyim and have them vote for their own butcher as gas taxes are at $3 uh, uh, or climbing to $3 because, you know, 
the Paris Accord, most likely. They'll say it's because of this or that. But And now we're already bombing places and everything else. You know, so synthetic, you know, biology. That's where it's at. Synthetic biology. It's casting spells with DNA. So when we get back to this idea that they can program a vaccine to target certain diseases, it's very realistic. And it's something that may be very beneficial. But the, then we have to ask ourselves, can they program backdoors into vaccines to make you more sick down the road? By that, I mean, like, if they know what things are sticky, they could develop a version of, let's say, the crown virus that would trigger synthetic mRNA to react in a way which was pre-programmed because there is a backdoor that it would react to that because it was programmed to react to that to make you sick. Just saying if you're going to make the money and they're wicked enough to want to, you know, plunge a needle into you and make it mandatory, why not just build the back door into these diseases and, uh, you know, you can just get people sick whenever you want to make money. In fact, make them sick all the time. Let's bring them the dough, baby. Why is that not a possibility? And why can't we just be like, is that, is it possible that vaccine makers that use mRNA like it so much because they can program future illnesses or weaknesses and whenever they want to, they can trigger it by developing viruses and labs and accidentally releasing them under the guise of a newer version of the coronavirus that was just, you know, the late, it got the latest update patch, right? They updated it or they built it that they knew that the end result would come back in five years and it would trigger certain implements of the customized mRNA, uh, mRNA vaccine. It's genetic programming. But nobody wants to talk about that. It's that this thing is like godsend. Remember how many people hated Donald Trump? He didn't do enough. He didn't do enough. Well, isn't he the person that shoved this vaccine down? Like he got it going. Like people won't want to hear that on the right, but let's call it what it is. But nobody's going to give him any you know, props for that. You don't see anyone saying that uh, this vaccine's not working, you know, because they hate Donald Trump. No, because there's money to be made by big pharma. And if we're programming these vaccines to attack things, which is cool, and I'm all for science-proved long-term tests and which we forget, we went, we forgot and all of those. And, you know, these guys that are involved are always the same suspect characters. People are like, yeah, Bill Gates is a hero, but why is it that Monsanto is bad and he funded Monsanto. He owned 500,000 shares of Monsanto GMO, which ended up being the biggest consensus science scam of our lifetime. Showing how easily science can be manipulated. And then this is the guy, Dr. Blue Screen, the one that crashes computers that has patent 060606, which talks about having your DNA be able to communicate if you have a brain chip interface or not, maybe just a headband, they'll know what you learn. And then you'll get paid cryptocurrency because you're the miner. Yeah. And if you don't know what cryptocurrency is, we'll go over that. Got a pretty interesting article on that. But 
but spaceships, underwater, hotels, synthetic biology. The Rothman Lab, we research new designs and methods to expand the toolkit of DNA nanotechnology. After demonstrating the technique of DNA origami, we are interested in integrating it in different fields where its programmability and modularity can be added value. Find out more about our research and get it get in touch with us. Yeah, maybe I'll reach out to him. Maybe he's still alive and we could talk to him about this because, you know, DNA origami sounds kind of cool. I like origami. You like origami? Cool. Microsoft 2016. Quote, here's another article. Tap, tap Newswire. This is out um, today. Today's article. Microsoft 2016. We can program complex behaviors using DNA. Three-strand DNA confirmed. The problem we're trying to solve is really trying to have more sophisticated diagnosis that can happen automatically inside cells. In this project, we're trying to use DNA as a programmable material. According to Dr. Neil Dalchu, a scientist at Microsoft Research. You know, Dr. Blue Screen, there's nothing nefarious ever going on there. Hence why he probably wants an mRNA vaccine. I'm telling you that they have the ability to program these things. Okay, anyways, the video will, excuse me, to me, the most striking part of the ideology is that there are, the video is the confirmation that there are the three-stranded DNA technology Anthony Patch brought up in the sensational 2014 interview, which also earned us a ban from YouTube, by the way. Um, Microsoft are essentially trying to sense, analyze, and control molecular information. George Seelig, associate professor at the Gates-funded University of Washington. Moderna described mRNA as an informational molecule and can trade it can even trademark the name mrna os meaning operating system uh according to big techtopia we have moderna's head honcho on tape describing the mrna vaccine as information therapy and so yeah you know they'll be able to put their little mark on your dna because it'll turn into a little shape it'll be a cute little triangle instead of the normal dna band you know they'll be able to identify that stuff isn't that cool though that science is there but at the same point the idea that they have the ability to program dna cells to react in certain ways put in back doors that may react to future diseases that might work in collusion with prior diseases send update patches which if you know the next vaccine might just have the latest update of mrna data because it's all data is what we're finding out the Moderna boss went on to say, quote, molecular devices made of nucleic acids show great potential for applications ranging from biosensing to intelligent nanomedicine. They allow computation to be performed in a molecular, molecular scale while also interfering directly with the molecular components of living system. They form structures that are stable inside cells and their interactions can be precisely controlled by modifying their nucleotide sequences. However, designing correct and robust nucleic, uh, nucleic acid devices is a major challenge due to high system complexity and the potential for unwanted interference between molecules in a system. To help address these challenges, we have developed a DNA strand displacement tool, the DSD, a program 
a programming language for designing and simulating computational devices made of DNA. The language uses DNA strand displacement as the main computational mechanism, which allows devices to be designed solely in terms of nucleic acids. DSD is a first step towards developing a sign of analysis tool for DNA strand displacement and complements the emergence of novel implications, strategies for DNA computing. You know, DNA computers, because that's all we really are. And so we'll just program cells to do certain things and react certain things and we can make money off of you forever control how you are turn you on turn you off make you go to sleep with the brain chip interface you just great from an app on your computer we talked about that just the other day last week where they actually have an app will put you to sleep you can just have your brain chip interface in or your headband and it just knocks you right out makes you you know makes you chill Also, I just wanted you guys to understand that when they build these mRNA vaccines, what's to say they can't put a backdoor in it? And they have the full capability of it. And when it's Dr. Blue Screen that's already tried to fool us once with the Monsanto GMO, you know, uh, know, he's going to go ahead and try to fool us twice. His wife wears that upside-down cross. He has Mariana Abramovich doing commercials for him. Maybe he just doesn't get it or he gets it all too well, Uh, one of the two. And he wants to black out the sun, you know, using nanotech uh, chemtrails, which don't exist. So I guess if you don't go to college, it's okay because Bill Gates didn't go to college. So, you know, he's the head of the World Health Organization. That's the guy we want to trust with shutting everything down. And, uh, you know, he's responsible for over 135 million deaths. Allegedly, World Food Program director came out and said an additional 135 million people may have starved due to economic shutdown last year. But, you know, what do I know? That's the guy we should all glorify, the guy that wants to make you a uh, Bitcoin miner and everything you learn, you get paid for. If you learn the right things, maybe they debit you if you learn something that they don't approve of. Anyways, in the news, scientists begin building highly accurate digital twin of our planet. A digital twin of our planet is to simulate the Earth system in the future. Isn't this what, like, Douglas Adams talked about forever in one of his books, uh, which was a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they developed Earth to answer the ultimate question of what is life, the universe, and everything. So now we're going to build a digital twin of our planet with a simulation that will predict what we do and will know everything. Huh. Pretty smart guy for his comedy. Huh? What would you think? But scientists are like, yeah, let's just make a digital copy. We'll have it simulate and then we can add in different um, factors and we'll see how the Earth reacts in 3D real time. So this is the predecessor of um, what I would call the big beast computer. The beast computer will have the ability to know where every single person is at any moment anywhere in the world including what you say or what you do. But since it has all the ultimate information of all metadata collected in real time, you'll be able to, if you have control of said beast computer, you'll have the ability to add in different um, decisions that may and simulate the outcome. So maybe um, you put in the bad science and it, it computes and it'll show up 
show you the outcome of where Earth will be. So with this, I'm guessing it's climate control, as it always is. And it is intended to support policymakers in taking appropriate measures to better prepare for extreme events. A new strategy paper by European scientists and ETH Zurich computing scientists show how this can be achieved. To become climate neutral by 2050, the European Union launched two ambitious programs. Obviously, we talked about the Green Deal and digital strategy. None, by the way, neither of those are grassroots ideas. Those all come from the, uh, you know, the good old Adam Weishaupt lodges of the United Nations and that whole mindset of fully automated luxury communism. So it's not only benefiting the environment, but it's a form of control. It's not about allowing you to be free human beings. It's about controlling everything you use in a smart grid in a mega city that tracks what you drink, how you drink, how much you drink, what you eat, how much you eat, how much you can eat because of your medical issues and how you impact the world and society around you to even what you throw away in your trash. And this predicting machine will tell them how much that we need to cut back this and how much of that we need to change to get this result. And it will all be based off of the what science is programmed into the beast computer. That doesn't mean that it's accurate. For example, a very easy example to show you how improper this machine could be. Did you know that they censor people and ban people off the internet and videos? That there's information out there that you can't readily and easily get online anymore? Now, let's say if you're an artificial intelligent beast computer and you don't have all that data, you won't be able to have a good, full, rounded understanding and opinion to make a good decision. So let's say we remove any data that may suggest that the Earth is actually cooling because it doesn't benefit our idea and control scheme of establishing a global world order, which is the exact intents and purposes of the whole global warming scam from the get-go. Funded by the big bankers themselves in their own words as a form of system control. And now you're not going to have all the metadata to have it have an accurate perception because any metadata that is not considered scientific consensus approved will not be included. So, you know, supercomputer is going to have a very biased opinion that's not going to be accurate and it's just going to fit involved in the Silicon Valley religious aspect of worshiping artificial intelligence and everything it says. It will be taking over jobs as management and everything else. But here it is. We'll just make a clone of the earth and then we'll be able to have the ultimate NSA spy tool, which they probably already have. They call it the Eye of God technology. Look it up. Anyways, we're going to commercial break. Make sure you guys are hanging in there. Drop some memes in the chat. If you guys want to support us, drop a donation. $5 a day keeps the bills away. Support the Rundown Live. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors. Hi, folks. It's trembling times, and fear is pushing emotions, which in turn pushes health the wrong direction. Do you ever get an ache because life is uneasy? Try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. Life Change Tea works on your digestive tract, helping to move food through quicker and comfortably so your health is spot on. Life Change Tea may not help with world issues, but it will help with your digestive issues. 
A glass a day helps keep the intruders away. So, change your life today. Log on to GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com. If your health game is off, get on by ordering Life Change Tea. GetTheTea.com. And while you're on our site, look around at the great non-GMO organic supplements. And if you're a sales shopper, go to our specials page and see what's for you. I've been drinking the tea for 12 years, and I'm sure glad for its health benefits. Again, that's GetTheTea.com. GetTheTea.com. The tea that makes you go. When you're in the house for longer periods of time, you can see them flying or running across the floor. Ooh, yuck. They're unhealthy, gross, and disgusting. Bugs. I loathe bugs. We keep a clean home, but occasionally bugs show up. Well, I found something that is tougher than bugs. Orange Guard. On contact, it kills hidden bugs, including ants, roaches, and fleas. Plus, Orange Guard is a residual repellent. All of the ingredients of Orange Guard are on the FDA generally recognized as safe list. Orange Guard may be used around food, humans, and pets. It comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Orange Guard. Available at OrangeGuard.com, Whole Foods, and Ace Hardware. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the new KGRA digital broadcasting website. The KGRADB.com. Here you'll find great new content, including the KGRA Classics, great shows from our archives. You'll be able to see the showtimes and information so you can see what show is currently on air. The on air live button. So just go to this section and you'll be able to hear the show live with exceptional sound quality. We also have the vault section. Make sure to subscribe to get access to great content and special features. We have the make content for our latest news and events, so make sure to sign up and you can be part of our forum. So make sure to check out the new KGRA digital broadcasting website, the KGRADB.com. We look forward to seeing you there and we hope that you enjoy the new website. You have the inside contact for alternative talk radio. The Planet. KGRARadio.com. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Censored by the mainstream media. The destroyer of fake news. And your host of The Rundown Live. Kriston T. Harris. And we're back from break on KGRA Radio. Uh, make sure you guys are tuning in Monday through Friday. We're here three hours daily. Download the Rundown Live app and download the very free KGRA DB app. You can listen live straight from the KGRA DB app. We're on TuneIn Radio Live. We're also live on Spreaker. You can get the past episodes everywhere from Spotify to iHeartRadio. Just look up the Rundown Live. Send us a like. 
Uh, send us a share and send us any new news that you guys see. Show tips at the rundownlive.com. Show tips at the rundownlive.com. That's my email. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook. Send us your messages. We love to hear from you guys. And I really appreciate the listeners out there. And a lot of you guys have been getting in the chat. I see every week the chat is growing. So I want to say that there's always new people in the chat. And that's a new way. Instead of calling in, a lot of people just want to get into the chat. And I wanted to go through some of those different things in the chat that are going on right now. Um, by the way, some of the funny things people were asking about the space station earlier. And somebody said, what are we going to do about space pirates and space robbery? And uh, is there going to be a space elevator? Like instead of having a spaceship, they have like an elevator that just shoots through up to the space station. I don't think so. I think the space station has to rotate. I'm not quite sure uh, if the elevator is uh, connected or with, I guess, Anything would be a space elevator. Spaceship would be a space elevator. Miners on the moon could live on a space station outside the moon. Yeah. I mean, that would make a lot more sense than building a hotel. You got a place for miners to live and you can rent out different rooms and then they can take a break. Let's say you want to get off the moon for a little bit. These uh, these moon babes, these Luna Luna babes, they're, they're, they're making me a lunatic. Let's go to the space station. We can go check out the space bar on the keyboard. You know what I'm talking about. Go, let's go. Yeah, you know, somebody was uh, mentioning <laughs> at a cannabis dispensary to the space station. Somebody mentioned, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of cool comments out there. A lot of interesting talk. A lot of people were talking also about what kind of items they would grow if they could just grow something, you know, in a tubular fashion. It's the DNA 3D printing, self-replicating rabbits. You know, somebody said like, hey, let's self-replicate rabbits, you know, all these different topics that people go through in the chat. Uh, John in the chat says we will be half robot humans flying in space looking for gold and oil. Ha ha ha. And, you know, if they're using mRNA or at what point do they turn you into a robot? You know, it's not the same thing, Kristan. You don't understand what you're talking about. So. I've come across this theory and I don't know what to make of it, but I've learned to understand more of what a multiverse is thanks to Marvel comics, right? Marvel comic books are awesome. Um, they kind of, they kind of give you an idea of what a multiverse could be. Multiverse is something that sounds interesting. And there's an article today that's in interesting engineering called we probably are living in a multiverse so what is a multiverse so a multiverse is you've seen it with comic books there's like 16 different vers versions of spider-man right one lives in reality that we're in now one lives in its own completely different universe that takes place on the same planet but it's a multi-dimensional world you're going to have two of the same planet of the earth, planets of earth with the same type of people but doing very different things because their life choices were different and when i was researching time travel you know just one of those things when you when you're late at night had a few frosty beverages and you're like yeah is time travel possible you know uh you you hear stories of people and i was like Come on, has anyone ever claimed to actually try time travel? And then you start researching people who claim this and claim that. But one of the things in repeating topics is a multiverse. If you changed, if you went to another um, timeline, let's say you bought Steve Gibbs hyperdimensional resonator and you put the coil around your head and you had your little, uh, you know, 
magic crystal rock in the little wishing well there and you you, you rubbed your thumb and you could appear to a different time and travel and any place in time and history. And you made a change that was not appropriate for your timeline. You would create a split of multi worlds, allegedly. So whether you're a fan of like like a popular TV show like Rick and Morty or just a person who's into modern physics and theory, you may know a thing or two about multiverses and the multiverse theory. The, the theory states that the universe we live in may not be the only one out there. It proposes the idea that there are, in fact, an infinite number of universes known as the multiverse. I think there's a whole TV series. Was that Man in High Castle? It's about the Nazis trying to, uh, or they broke into a multiverse, and in that multiverse, the Nazis lost. But in the one that they lived in, they did not. In propaganda showing that the Nazis lost, where of the identical people involved was leaking over from one multiverse to another because they were going through a hole and people were bringing information in from this other alternative universe. But wanted you guys to know uh, that the concept may seem a little insane, but it gets even weirder when you actually start thinking about the implications. If the multiverse theory is correct, then there's a universe out there where everything is exactly like this universe, but you're reading this article in a clown costume drinking a cup of maple syrup or, or something else, you know. Maybe you're, uh, you know, got a different set of shoes on, or you listen to a different type of music. Maybe you're not doing a talk radio show at all. What would I be doing? Probably be like a baseball player, athlete. Nah, probably not. Who knows? But jokes aside, the multiverse theory isn't just a physics quackery. It's a trail of thought that has infatuated scientists and philosophers for a while. While some physicists argue the multiverse is not a legitimate topic of science inquiry, let's take a look at a few things other or other points to as proof that we might be living in a multiverse. Space-time repetition. Consider space-time. Scientists really can't be sure what the actual shape of space-time is. The shape of the universe depends on its density. If its density is greater than the critical density, the universe will be closed and form a curve shape. If less, it will curve a bit like a saddle. But if the actual density of the universe is equal to the critical density of the scientists think it is, then it will extend forever like a flat piece of paper. So is that where people get the flat earth theory from? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe somebody can call in and explain it. one 472 5483 Another reason is the inflation of the universe. Principle of inflation suggests the universe expanding rapidly after a big bang, which we don't really know if there was a big bang per se, a bit like a giant balloon. When this happens on a massive scale, some pockets of space might have stopped inflating, according to the top cosmologists. This would essentially be like bubbles forming in the universe. These other bubbles, universes, would have them moved away from us well beyond the limits of observation. Some cosmologists suggest that our own universe exists as one of those bubbles. This could also mean that if there are multiple universes, each would have their own unique law of physics. Multiverses. They say there's a good chance we're living in a multiverse in the news today. 
Now, this is an interesting topic, and I'm going to put this on the screen for you guys there who are watching. And this is in ECA, was the Academia Times. Quantum communication device could create limited or limitless data capacity. So if you had a hard drive that could have limitless data, you could store everything in it. Isn't that where you would store all the data and information for our universe? Like, let you think on that for a bit. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, right? Maybe we are in a digital simulation with a multiverse world. California researchers discovered a way to leverage an unused property of light to apply the unrestricted nature of quantum domain to wireless communication, creating a new type of channel with infinite capacity, infinite capacity, infinite capacity. That means unlimited. That means never stopping. That could make looming data limitations irrelevant that'd be like having if you're if you're a female it'd be like having a purse where you could just keep putting stuff in it and the person person never got bigger and it could just keep filling it full of things and when you're going in there looking for whatever you need you'd have to go through all the stuff in there but limitless it's like having a pocket you could put stuff in unlimitedly you know you could put a book a wallet you can pull out like a fishing pole, you know, the ultimate black hole. It's in your pocket. The ultimate data storage. The quantum domain offers something that classical physics can't. The possibility of boundlessness. As such, it is becoming increasingly present in technological applications, particularly with the rise of quantum computing as technology companies approach their data manipulation limitations due to the infinite number of existing algorithms and channels. In a study published Thursday in, nat in, uh, in Nature Physics, researchers discovered a way of applying this domain to wireless communication by harnessing a quantum property of light called orbital angular momentum. You know, that's great. They can have all our meta data. We're going to just keep unlimited amounts of meta data on everything everyone does at all time. Isn't that just what the universe is anyways? Who's to say that isn't all already going on? What if we're just like a universe doing what another universe is already doing? And we're just trying to recreate what somebody else is already doing with us. It's like, uh, what are those Russian dolls called where you open up one? It's just a smaller version of that doll. Um, hold on. I'm sure if I type it into Google, um, Russian doll opens up another. And they are called uh, Matryoshka. Matryoshka, also known as the Babuska dolls. Stacking dolls, nesting dolls, Russian tea dolls or Russian dolls are a set of wooden dolls of decreasing size placed one inside of another. Quantum computing, interesting stuff. I want to get an expert on quantum. The OEM is something else, by the way. Uh, the principal investigator of the study in physics at the University of California, Berkeley, had this to say. It's not the frequency. It's not the polarization. It's actually another degree of freedom of light. We just aren't using it right now. Orbital angular momentum is a property of light that in practice can provide a limitless number of st uh, st simultaneous 
communication channels because it follows the laws of quantum mechanics, which permit infinite possibilities of matter at the same time. Did you hear that? Quantum mechanics, the laws of quantum mechanics says which uh, which permit the infinite positions, infinite positions of matter at the same time. That's called superposition, and it's precisely what the property can do. In theory, there's absolutely no limit to the amount of information you can send using this technique. One way to think about superposition is to imagine flipping a coin. There are always two outcomes, heads or tails, or in this analogy, two communication channels. However, what would happen if the coin is spun on a table and one tries to explain which channel is in use before it stops spinning? The answer is null because both channels exist at the same time. The coin is in superposition. Orb orbital angular momentum can achieve that this state of superposition with an unimaginable number of channels removing storage re uh, restrictions from wireless communication. So if you're going to build yourself a universe and you're going to call yourself the omnipotent being God with a delete keyboard that can come back and whoop anyone's butt at any time, and it's going to be all ones and zeros showing showing intelligent design of some omnipotent power out there, whether it's the greater higher consciousness or your higher self or whatever it is. There's something out there. And if it's all ones and zeros and it's quantum, you know, they got quantum computing, which isn't ones and zeros, but allows for a more than just ones and near ones and zeros. I don't know if that means they can use alphabet letters. It's infinite possibilities, whatever it is. Uh, but it's not ones and zeros, and it looks like it has the ability of having infinite storage, infinite metadata storage, unlimited. But could this be bringing us one step closer to understanding what God is? Very cool stuff. UK Daily Star has an interesting article on bodies being frozen to wake up in the future from everyone from baseball players to Bitcoin developers. A process of cryopreservation means a body or even just the head is frozen in a unique nitrogen, which can preserve the body for thousands, if not millions of years in hopes of future revival. Isn't that like, is that Futurama where they have all the president's heads just frozen and they're just like in the little jars and they're talking? I don't remember what cartoon it is. I'm a little old. So but it's been a few years, but I think it's Futurama. But can you cheat death by freezing yourself? The concept of cryonics has allowed a select few people to be able to attempt to live forever by preserving their body in hopes of being woke, woken up sometime in the near future. Cryonics is a process of storing a body or parts or a body in low temperatures, but it's not completely new. Since 2000 BC, ice houses have been used to store foods, and in the 17th century, philosopher Robert Boyle experimented with freezing live animals in a vacuum. Yeah! Way to go, Robert Boyle. I guess it was the 1700s, sorry, 1600s. He successfully discovered it was possible to freeze their bodies in an airless space, according to blog Christ Treasures. But more recently, scientists sought to challenge death with some hope of bringing eternal life to humans. 
cryopreservation preserves cells, tissues, organs, or any biological constructs by cooling it to very low temperatures, such as uh, 196 below Celsius. The process relies on the belief that someone in the future could take, could be 1,000 years or more. Science will have uh, advanced far enough to wake up cryopreserved bodies. Those who have decided to take part in the freezing process have done so without risk, the logic being that if they've died anyway, there can't be any harm in freezing their body. Speaking to Daily Star, Professor João Pedro de Magalas was coordinates the UK Cryonics and Cryopreservation Research Network, said, if we can successfully revive someone cryopreserved even thousands of years from now, that could be a big success. And that would be success. He explained that the process, which involves the use of liquid nitrogen, has the ability to preserve the body indefinitely for thousands, if not millions of years. If someone is cryopreserved, then they will no longer, or there will be no chemical reactions and no passing of biological time. Therefore, the biological age of any individual when reanimated would be the same as when he is or she is when she was cryopreserved. Isn't that the idea of space travel? They put you in like a pod and you, you go to sleep. That's something else, right? That's not being frozen, though. So, yeah, this is interesting. Would you freeze yourself to stay alive? For I mean, like they said, what's the harm? It's probably expensive. I think it's $100,000 to get yourself frozen. There's uh, some places that will do it for free. Uh, they're funded through charity. So check that out, too. But if you're interested in that, look into it. In the news today, for those who are getting into cryptocurrency, China charges ahead with national digital currency. As we talked about, they're working on central banking digital currency. Uh, that is the Federal Reserve's, Reserve's uh, central banking digital is the future of the monetary policy. Central bank digital currency, CD, uh, C, was it CBDC? Um, the phrase central bank digital currency has been used to refer to various proposals involving digital currency injure, uh, issued by a central bank. Like, listen, if it's a digital currency, why do we need a central bank to issue it? Why do we even need them? There's so many people that can issue digital currency. And this is when they're going to come after Bitcoin. At some point, either the central bank digital currency is going to adopt it or they're going to try to shut it down. Do any of my listeners out there use Bitcoin besides me? You know, I, I'm kind of curious. I'm sure there's a lot. I, when we first started in 2011, we talked Bitcoin in 2013. And people be like, Bitcoin, what the heck is that? Everyone's like, that's the mark and the beast. Now everyone's using it just like a credit card, you know. But, uh, yeah, so the story is basically important because this is one step further into the digital mark, which is essentially what the global banking system is going to evolve into offering a one-world currency or a global currency or an ultimate currency, um, just like we have the gold standard or uh, the world, world standard for currency is the U.S.-backed dollar. So everyone has to buy American dollars before they purchase anything globally. Um, that's the world reserve currency. So will the new world reserve currency be this uh, banking currency? The But here is China is trying to push for it. Now, after joining the lottery through the social media app WeChat, Miss Hung, 28, a business strategist in Shenzhen, 
received the digital envelope with 200 electronic Chinese yuan or E C and Y worth $30 to spend. She went to a convenience store near her office and picked out some nuts and yogurt. Then she pulled up a QR code from the digital currency from inside her bank app, which is a store scan for payment. The journey of how you pay is very similar to that of other Chinese payment apps. Ms. Hong said of the ECNY experience, though she added that it wasn't quite as smooth. Like, there's a lot of reasons why I like digital currency. Okay? And... I think that the first thing is the value. So, for example, if your Bitcoin is worth $50,000 today and you had it in a bank at $10,000, you might want to go out and buy a car that day. And it fluctuates. It's real money that you could go with your Bitcoin debit card and just pay. I have a Bitcoin debit card. You literally translate whatever the going rate of Bitcoin is. It turns it into cash for your your, America, your what is it? American Express, Discover, and uh, you know MasterCard to figure out. And then they just pay it for you. It's just like using a credit card today, except uh, tomorrow Bitcoin could be 30000 So maybe you missed out on that $20,000 or more value. And what's neat is whatever Bitcoin is at, uh, that's what they take the money out of. So maybe Bitcoin's at $50,000, so it takes up a smaller fraction of that Bitcoin. So if it drops, you basically got yourself a free vehicle or um, appliance out of it, but... There's an interesting article put out by the Immortalist Club. And the Immortalist Club magazine is what all the life extension and Silicon Valley drools over. It's it's a great publication, by the way. Um, Denora, I, I believe is her name. She puts it together. She's asked me to write for it on multiple occasions. This is where the top minds in futurism and philosophy and science write. And there's an interesting article called Form us knows about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and blockchain. And it's written by Nicole Villa. Uh, and they actually have a video on it. You can go watch. It's done by Artificial Voice. But basically, the following are four important cryptocurrency and blockchain insights for beginners and not so beginners. So if you don't know a lot about Bitcoin uh, and what it is, you need to understand. See, people like Elon Musk are saying paper money are going away. The big banks are terrified of this concept because they no longer have control because there's a lot of libertarian-minded people found a way to decentralize the financing and money away from the Federal Reserve developing cryptocurrency and blockchain. So it's a very positive tool, but it also can be used in a negative way. The main four important things for beginners to understand is, number one, you need to observe patterns and trends before jumping in. You need to watch Bitcoin for a while to understand and see how volatile it can be. When to buy, when not to buy, when it's way low or it's way high. You may not know how or where to research. So where do you want to research? Where to look into things? What is a Bitcoin? Understanding it and how to trade it. Because it is toxic and it's easy to make a lot of money. But it's also very easy to lose a lot of money. But it's a great investment. At As of right now, it's worth $50,000 almost. That's more than gold. And you got to be aware of sophisticated users who know how to use and abuse the system. And, you know, somebody who has experience or training or professional skills. 
or legal duties, and he or she is expected to know about products' potential adverse and hazardous effects. Be aware of sophisticated users who might know this. And watch them. Redefining brand loyalty and scandals in crypto space. Yeah, whenever there's a scandal, it affects the price. The price drops. So you wait for a scandal, and that's when you buy. Interesting stuff. But that's in the immortalistclub.com. Check it out. Cool little ditty there. We'll be back after this message from our sponsors. My name's Chris Don T. Harris. You're listening to The Rundown Live. Get in the chat. Make sure you guys share, thumbs up, and let people know to listen in Monday through Friday. Folks, this is very important information. What's to be said about CBD? AncientLifeOil.com. Our CBD is made from hemp and has 0.003 THC, which means this wonderful product won't get you high. No matter what amount you take, what does CBD do for the body? My hands are tied. But you can Google CBD benefits and be astounded. When you're finished reading, you'll want to log on to AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com and purchase. Life is good when you feel good. People are tired of pain. People are asking for non-GMO organic products to help them with, (laughs) you fill in the blank. Legal in 49 states, and again, our CBD is made from hemp. Ancient Life Oil is about helping people one by one by one. If you wonder how good the product is, the CEO takes it every day without miss. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Have a great day. Permanent industrial glue impossible to remove? Not anymore, because Handyman Formula by D-Bond is a patented chemical adhesive remover. It's used in the building and home maintenance industry, but now it's available for your home use, for your DIY projects. Unglue stickers, silicone rubber, labels, price tags, flex tape, weather stripping, carpet glue, wood glue, liquid nails, even 3M5200, and it dissolves graffiti. Yeah, graffiti. Handyman Formula by D-Bond works, and it's safe to use on most surfaces. No need to call a professional. Don't get out the pliers and blowtorch. Just apply a little Handyman Formula by D-Bond, and wait 90 seconds, then quickly and easily pull the items apart. Get unstuck. Visit dbondhandymanformula.com. That's dbondhandymanformula.com, or call 561-575-4200. Handyman Formula by D-Bond. Is that who I think it is? Yep, sure is. Did you hear he ditched the man cave and brought back the study? That's so sexy. (sighs) I love it when a man is educated and informed. He is so dreamy. Always reading books and investigating history. Where do you think he works out? The library. (laughs) (laughs) He is so controversial, always talking about 9-11 being an inside job, the police state, constitutional rights, ancient history, (gasps) government cover-ups, and how he thinks sports don't matter in real life. Oh, I love a free thinker who searches for truth. I love it when he feeds my brain. Mm. What's his name? Kristan T. Harris. (laughs) Tune in to The Rundown Live with Kristan T. Harris, Monday through Friday, 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern on KGRADB.com. Your contact for current news and trending topics, KGRARadio.com. 
censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris. And we're back from break. You're listening to The Rundown Live on KGRA Radio. We're here live Monday through Friday, 9 9 Pacific, 12 Eastern, 11 Central. And I'm your host, Chris Dante Harris. Thanks for tuning in today. If you're just joining us, it's been a crazy show. We've been talking space stations, um, you know, synthetic wood that they can grow, lab-grown wood now. We've talked about quantum computing and an infinite hard drive where you can just put as much data as you want at all times in it using light. Um, just interesting stuff. We've been getting multiverses. Uh, we've talked about so many different things, casting spells with DNA, you know, and uh, how basically they're rewriting what DNA is and, you know, what that means for you. Could they develop uh, diseases with back doors where they can trigger them? Could they do good with them, like cure cancer? Uh, we went through a whole bunch already this first half. By the way, I want to say I have open line. So if you guys want to call in, you guys got stuff for me, 1-855-472-5483. Or you can send an email, show tips at The Rundown Live. You can tweet me at Kristan T. Harris. Or you can get in the chat. YouTube chat's on fire. What's up, John? John says, uh, you know, he has no idea how he would use Bitcoin. Um, how do you tell a job to pay me in Bitcoin or it turns Bitcoin when it hits your account? Um, well, yeah. So basically they have these ATMs, right? We have in, uh, by us in Milwaukee, Southridge Mall. You can go into Southridge Mall and Swipe your credit card or put cash in the machine and you just scan the machine. It gives you a QR code with your wallet, which is a digital wallet, right? It's like an app uh, with with uh, and it has you, you can get one that's a digital app or you can get one that's like a metal thumb drive, an indestructible thumb drive. Right. And you'll never lose that money as long as you have your 13 digit code. Now, what that code is, is 13 words arranged in a certain way. And you just save that file. And if you ever need to locate your lost wallet, you just type in those 13 words in the correct order that you have them in uh, that is given to you when you create the wallet. And it pulls up all that metadata because it's on the blockchain, you know. And the blockchain is a ledger essentially of all transactions. So there's no forgery involved because every block has all interactions in it, including everyone else's. So if you wanted to change what was in somebody's wallet, you would have to change the block for everyone's block in the entire planet. The only way you may be able to possibly do that is to turn the entire power up the entire planet and change everyone's blocks simultaneously, which is very unlikely because it will always autocorrect. That's why people want blockchain voting because there's no way to fraudulently mess with that because you know who that vote belongs to and there's a code and everyone's vote would also show everyone else's votes. Uh, meaning that they would all be secured in the blockchain. And so when you go to this machine and you put in your money, you can just scan the QR code and it will deposit it into your um, block, your Bitcoin wallet. So we use or I use Coinbase, which I'll pull it up on the screen for you guys just to show you guys what I'm talking about. And I don't think I have anything in it right now. Let's see. I have my uh, template one here. Okay. Let's see. Let's go ahead and we'll show you since people are asking and they're curious Coinbase and I use Coinbase because it's insured. Right. And if you deposit one hundred dollars, uh, you know, maybe we should add this to our 
the rundownlive.store. It's free for you guys to sign up, but if you deposit 100 they donate $10 to the Rundown Live. But you can literally go here, and let's say if, if I want to um, transfer something, basically they give me a code or a QR code that will allow me to transfer stuff or trade stuff and here you look there's like thousands of cryptocurrencies now i remember it was just bitcoin and litecoin um but right here is bitcoin and it's uh trading at forty eight thousand four hundred sixty dollars of bitcoin and if you guys actually want to you can just click i think it's a bitcoin and it'll show you and there's on the top it has something that says wallet right so this is my wallet and when i hit the wallet number and then I go over here and I hit receive. It gives me a QR code or there's an address. Your address is going to be like a mixture of 27 or 30 capital and uh, non-capital letters, uh, symbols and or numbers. And that's your wallet address. And as long as you always have that wallet address and or your 13 uh, word code, you will always be able to recover your wallet and the money in it. Um, some people get their wallet number tattooed to their arm or whatever. And, you know, some people are getting, you know, the little implants. And you'll be able to just put wave your hand across things and they'll just charge you instead of having a credit card with it. Do you have your MasterCard chip installed? Do you have your Discover chip? I'm just waiting for it. It's going to happen. People are already doing it. Zoltan Isfan, who I hung out with and met uh, in Chicago, not was last year this time. It was around this time. Uh, you know, he has one of the RFID chips I got some of my IGs. It has one of these RFID chips right in his hand so he can start his car, unlock his house, a whole bunch of other cool things with it. But every currency has their own wallet. So maybe you want to transfer or change, you know, Bitcoin to uh, something else. You can do that. Um, you just need an exchanger, a market. So that's where Coinbase comes in. You can invest, you can buy, you can sell. And you can earn rewards like they pay me here three dollars just for taking tests for uh, learning about Coinbase. OK. And. It's it's handy. It's the easiest and the safest way to get involved. So I wanted to throw that out there. If you guys are interested, let me know. I can maybe uh, drop. You know, a referral code for our Coinbase. If you guys sign up, you know, they, they put a little bit of. uh money in our rundown live account and that helps pay bills too if you've been contemplating getting involved you know contemplating getting involved so good questions in the chat how do you buy and sell so once you have this wallet you would tell them that you would like it in bitcoin and i think then what they do is they do it through a money changer or some banks are already uh exchanging bitcoin for you they're already exchanging bitcoin for you um and you don't really have to do much anymore People are like, how do you use it? How do you get it? You literally can just go to a website and sign up. Sign up. That being said, let's see what we got from the people in the chat. And, yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. Cryptocurrency. Pick some up, look at it. Litecoin, you're interested, send us an email. We'll let you know how to do it, how to do it. But there's some other interesting stories going on right now. Um, 
I guess we can start here. And I think we talked about this last week, but I wanted to show you. Uh, this is it again. This was on the front page of Drudge Report today. Scientists talked to people in their dreams, and then they answered. Okay? So just wanted to let you know some of the things we talked about weeks ago are now making their ways to the top of what is important news and what is not. Um, cruise missile, an American Airlines pilot, was baffled by what he saw over New Mexico. So this story is a little interesting because – uh, I was trying to see if there was any Jetpack Dude updates. I wanted to see if the Rocketeer has returned anywhere. And this article came up, and it has a little snippet on the Rocketeer and how planes have been seeing weird things and objects flying in the sky uh, more so than lately than, than ever before, or at least it's being um, advertised more so than ever before. People are getting the information. It's being leaked and uh, put out there on the Internet. And an American Airlines pilot called to an air traffic control on Sunday is rekindling a long-running debate on unidentified flying objects in New Mexico. A New Mexico blogger picked up a snippet of radio chatter from the American Airlines pilot on flight 2293 from Cincinnati to Phoenix, asking air controller, traffic controllers about a strange object sighting over the airplane. Do you have any targets up here? asked the pilot according to an uh, according to a recording on deep black horizon which describes itself as an aviation space military intelligence news blog we just had something to go right over the top of us said the pilot i hate to say this but it looked like a long cylindrical object that almost looks like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast right over the top of us american airlines confirmed the recording following debrief with our flight crew and additional information received, we can confirm this radio transmission was from American Airlines Flight 2292 on February 21st. And American Airlines spokesman Derek Walls said, quote, for any additional questions on this, we encourage you to reach out to the FBI. So why was the FBI involved? Was it a military test? Could it have been a drone of a sorts? Or visitor from another world. It doesn't. Does the FBI actually handle UFO calls and stuff like that? I mean, we all seen X Files. X Files was one of my favorite shows growing up, right? Uh, Fox Mulder, Dana Scully, two detectives going through, um, you know, old, odd, and unique, extreme topics and research, um, trying to, trying to uh, like disprove. Paranormal activity, while Fox is a believer, uh, Scully is the skeptic throughout the whole show. And it's the FBI handling it. Does the FBI actually handle UFO calls? I'm just kind of curious. But anyways, in the post by Deep Black Horizon blogger Stephen Douglas, he said the incident took place over the northeastern corner of New Mexico near the border with the Texas panhandle. That would have put the sighting about 225 miles from the center of Roswell. Douglas Blatt said there was no military aircraft or flight logs in that region. Air, airline pilots have reported unidentified objects before, including sites of a jetpack man. Yeah, the Rocketeer. Why did they give him the name Jetpack Man? Like, that is the lamest name in the world. If, if it's a dude in a jetpack, that guy deserves some really awesome, like, superhero man name. Why did they go with, like, Iron Man? 
Probably because they didn't want to glorify them. They don't want, like, rocketeers to be popping up all over the place. Hey, a jetpack man in Milwaukee. Yeah, nobody wants to be jetpack man. They all want to be the rocketeer or, like, you know, Iron Man. But, you know, <laughs> they could have been just a drone, too, which is probably what it was. Somebody was like, I'll put a mannequin on a drone. Look, at it is the rocketeer. Maybe it isn't. The interesting thing is the the the, the thirty seven thousand foot cruising altitude of the Airbus A three twenty jet was far too high for a hobbyist with a drone. Over the last few decades, pilots, including some of American Airlines, have reported seeing unrecognizable objects, including some over the southwestern United States. Then, in the news today, we have this, which is. Interesting. You know, I like to show these to you guys from time to time. Oh, where is it? Here it is. It's in a UK Daily Star. Weird UFO like light show in the sky. Like what? I don't know what how to explain it. it looks like uh, people are making bizarre lights over Mount St. Helens or St. Helens, and no one really knows. Here's a video of them. I'm playing it uh, for everyone to see. Kind of almost looks like contrails. Like uh, basically, that's they they say it's kind of they say they're lights, but they almost look like jet trails. But uh, they're illuminated, allegedly. This could be something, you know. A man was baffled when he captured bright lights with flaming tails hurtling towards Earth from the sky. A video taken by St. Helens resident Aidan McCartane captures and appears to be meteorites falling in different directions above them and on a sky on Saturday morning. Or it could have just been like chemtrails. <laughs> like it looks like they call them bizarre lights, but it doesn't really look like it. I'm just debunking it right now. I'm going to tell you right now that society's gotten a point where they're like, oh, that's a blimp. No, it's not. That's a UFO. It says Goodyear on the side. Oh, I mean, literally, that's the majority of UFO sightings. You just look at them and somebody runs with it and publishes it. Like it's like, you know, it's not the interesting ones um, where stuff where it's like, you know, a cigar-shaped item that the aircraft pilot called in. Mr. Potato Head, to become gender neutral, if you haven't known, just so you know now, there'll be no more Mr. Potato Head. It'll be just Potato Head. Thank you very much. And this is to allow kids to create same-sex families. Look at that. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Or Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Potato Head. Or Mrs. and Mrs. Potato Head. Toy giant Hasbro has announced that Mr. Potato Head will become gender neutral Potato Head in order to encourage kids to create same-sex families. You know, because then you don't re reproduce. We have a population issue. This is propaganda. Propaganda being funded by whoever created Mr. Potato Head. It's Bill Gates who said at a 2010 Davo, or not Davos, uh, 2010 TED conference that we can reduce population through family services, reproductive services, and health services, healthcare, vaccination, healthcare, and reproductive services. That's what he said to quote him exactly. 
Well, they want less people, so uh, more same-sex marriages technically means less people. Although, not saying that they don't have kids, too. So, I don't know. The change will help children create same-sex families or single-parent families as Hasbro seeks to lean away from representing the traditional family structure. Because anything traditional is bad, but... Culture has evolved, said Kimberly Boyd, an SVP and GM at Hasbro. Kids want to be able to represent their own experiences. Well, I get it. You got two mommies or two daddies. That's what you want your kids to play with so they're not confused. But the fact that they they don't allow for – they should allow for a Mr. or Mrs. I mean, can't you do that already? You're just drawing them – like, let's be honest. You can literally make anything with a Mr. Potato Head. Do they really need to drop the Mr. and that's the only big difference? Now it's uh, gender neutral. All oh, people are going to buy it because of the fact that you couldn't do – like, you could have done that from the get-go. You just add a wig on Mr. Potato Head. I don't get why the extreme is that uh, we have to go virtual signal- signaling. We did it. We got rid of the Mr. We got rid of the Mrs. It's just potato head now. What kind of potato is Mr. Potato Head? Is he like a, a Idaho potato or is he a Yukon potato? He's definitely not a blue potato or a red potato. And why does he only come in one type of potato? I find that kind of racist. I think we need a multicultural Mr. Uh, excuse me, multicultural potato head. What happens if I don't like Idaho potatoes and I want Yukon potatoes? Maybe I grew up with Yukon potatoes and that's the type of potato I understand. Maybe I had the blue potatoes or maybe I had sweet potatoes. What, what happens if you want if you, if you identify because you only eat sweet potatoes because you don't want the starch of a regular potato? Why don't they have sweet potato head? Like what the like like what are they trying to tell us? Those despicable uh, look at it. They're just they're just not doing enough over there at Hasbro to be not only gender neutral, but potato neutral. <laughs> like that's where that's what we're coming to Yeah, Just like we got to literally be careful about offending anyone. The brand solution is to drop the gendered honored title altogether, writes Elizabeth Sigrin. This means the toys don't impose a fixed notion of gender identity or expression because somebody might be offended. But, you know, freeing kids to do whatever feels most natural to them, which I get. A girl potato might want to wear pants and a boy potato might wear earrings. And Hasbro will also sell box sets that don't represent a normative family structure. This approach is clever because it allows kids to project their own ideas about gender, sexuality, and family into the toy without necessarily offending parents that have been more conservative notions about family. Yeah, they can still make a boy or girl, like I told you, but we're just dropping the mister because we're virtual signaling. We're just virtual signaling. And you're, you're adopting and changing your business model because of the fact that you might offend somebody with the name of your product. That's like, cause you could do that already. You could make Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head. That's why I brought up the Yukon potato, sweet potato. I think they're not going far enough for diversity and that they're very, they have very hidden racial elements behind Mr. Potato Head. That's what, so that's why they don't have the Yukon or the sweet or the blue potato, especially the blue potatoes. I don't see a blue potato head around that. That makes me wonder if they don't like blue potatoes. Hmm. Anyways. Toyota begins building Japan's first smart city. This is in the front line of news. Uh, Obviously, we talked about this last week. The news is always behind us. But I wanted to show you guys just to uh, always bring up 
things that you guys may have seen, there's been some updates to what we know know about Japan's super ultra smart city that they're building, right? If there were any doubts about the fact that we're now living in the future, Toyota is here to dash them with Japan's first smart city. Like we mentioned, corporations all over the world are trying to get the rights and lobbying politicians to allow for essentially what we'd call city states where they, instead of being like a constitution free zone where you can do whatever you want and uh, we abide by the constitution only, we don't have to follow all the dumb rules of the local town nearby. You're going to have Toyota with their own city and their own police and their own courts and their own set of rules and a mega city with the AI robots and the uh, court judge who's probably a machine making a decision on what's right and what's wrong. And if you don't believe me, here it is. Uh, the city will be complete, complete with live-in robots. I told you, live-in robots and smart cities are a real thing. Complete with live-in ro- live robots and artificial intelligence. Together, Woven with Planet Holdings, Toyota held a groundbreaking ceremony for Woven City on Tuesday, February 23rd, marking the beginning of work of what will be a living laboratory located at a former Toyota factory site near Mount Fuji. Hey, Mount Fuji. The city will be powered by solar panels and electricity from fuel cells, which derive power from hydrogen-oxygen reaction. And here's the... They actually show you a kind of uh, a layout of what the city looks like. And they have a little video here that Toyota has given us where it looks like something out of the Sims, like to- like Sim City or whatever. And um, they're kind of just showing how they're going to have all self-driving cars and self-driving cars are going to be driving down what looks like more of a bio uh, synthetic biological freeway where there's trees growing all around them and uh, you know, the roads don't look the same and, you know, we'll have a city pool, all the cool stuff, and you'll come and live in your smart city by Toyota. And inside smart city, they have self-driving cars, which they're showing on the screen right now. So not only will you have the robots living in with you, you're going to have self-driving car, your self-driving car working and driving and picking you up, and you can do your research there. Shows a bunch of kids with glow-in-the-dark toys or illuminated pets that glow in the dark. And that's something that they also have is DNA dogs that have have been hacked that have glow in the dark fur. You can look that up. They have glow in the dark cats. They actually have hacked DNA and edited it. Somebody in the chat's gonna find that. Um and they got flowing orbs that light everything up. What if, you know, those floating orbs that you see all over the place are just different ways to illuminate things? Plasma orbs. And they got drones flying into the smart mega city at all times, just flying all around right in front of Mount Fuji. So that's going to be Toyota City. Toyota City. According to the press release by the car maker, Woven City will not will work to bring new technology into a real-world environment across areas including automated driving, personal mobility and robotics and artificial intelligence. The city will feature three different types of streets interwoven on the ground level, one dedicated to automated driving, so you can get in self-driving car road, one to pedestrians and one to pedestrians with personal mobility vehicles. An underground road will also be built to transport goods throughout the area. The city's transportation network will be dominated by Toyota's e-pallets, autonomous vehicles, which will reportedly be used for ride-sharing 
delivery services, and mobile retail shops, mobile hotels, and mobile workspaces. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's a mobile hotel? What's a mobile hotel? Is that like, would that be just like an RV, except it's a hotel you rent? Or are these going to be like, let's see, mobile hotels. Maybe somebody out there will know. I don't know. If you find something on mobile future, futurist mobile hotels, hotel technology during crisis, uh, nothing. Nothing on mobile hotels. I'm kind of curious on what mobile hotels and mobile units are, if that's just RVs. You know, like you get in your RV, but mobile workspaces. The buildings in Woven City will mostly be made of wood in an effort to minimize the carbon footprint, while the homes will use sensor-based artificial intelligence to check the occupant's health. Oh, that's nice. It'll check your health to see if you have COVID-19 every day. So you won't be able to go to work if you don't get tested. Even though there might be a back door in the vaccine that allows you to get sick when they want you to get sick or whatever. Japan Times reports. Sensors throughout the city will also inform robots and autonomous cars to prefer, perform mundane tasks such as restocking and uh, the fridge and taking the bins out. You know, all the garbage. Yeah, that, well, that would be cool. Like you move in your smart home and it has a garbage bin that takes itself out, takes the trash out and drives it and dumps it into the bin for you. Why don't we have that already? You think that'd be the number one thing? You just like you have a little garage door that opens up on the side of your house, and the inside is the garbage. You dump it in the garbage, and then the robot senses it's full, and it rolls on down to the garbage bin and dumps it in. Well, maybe somebody forgets to put the garbage bin back where it belongs. You know, the kids didn't bring it back. You know, when they came back from school. Oh, and never mind, they're all homeschooled, so they better bring that garbage bin back and put it in the right spot so trash don't get put on the lawn. Mobile robot garbage bins. I'm in. Somebody sign me up for that company. That's a great idea. Million dollar idea right here on the Rundown Live. Speaking at the at the groundbreaking ceremony, Toyota's president, Akio Toyota, commented, the Woven City project officially starts today. Taking action is one has decided is never an easy task. I must express my deepest gratitude to all who have provided their whole heart hearted support and cooperation to the project through today. That's smart city. So that's back in the news and just kind of showing you like we're always ahead of the mainstream dinosaur media. Even if it's only by a couple weeks now instead of years, we're still ahead. That being said, make sure you're tuning in. Let your friends know to, to check out the Rundown Live. Share our live videos on your Facebook, on your different Twitter platforms. You let your friends know to tune in. And if you guys are finding interesting news articles, send them my way. Show tips at the rundownlive.com. Make sure you check out the rundownlive.store. The rundownlive.store where we have swag helps keep the store, excuse me, helps keep the show up and running. The store up and running, yeah. Anyways, we'll be back after this message from our sponsors. The American Dream. anniversary without her husband, her wedding day without her dad, 
These are the days when military families feel it most of all. The loss of their soldier, their sailor, their airman, their marine, their coast guardsman. Families never forget their loved ones lost to war or illness or suicide. Families never forget. And neither do we. We are TAPS, the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. We provide resources, support, and comfort to heal the hearts and meet the needs of grieving military families, all at no cost to them. Your generosity can make an enormous difference in the lives of the families of our fallen military heroes. Our military families need to know they are not alone and they are not forgotten. Show them your support at TAPS.org. Every two seconds, someone needs blood. Whether it's a natural disaster or one single child suffering from illness, the American Red Cross stands ready to supply blood when it's most needed. But blood is a perishable product. Therefore, it must continuously be replenished. You can safely donate blood every 56 days. The need is constant and patients are waiting. Call your American Red Cross at 1-800-GIVE-LIFE to schedule your life-saving appointment. Please give blood today. Patients are depending on you. The Liberator Rocket Heater will heat your home for free. The highly efficient Liberator Rocket Heater has no moving parts. It's safe and strong, constructed of quarter-inch steel. So like all things made in the USA, it's built to last. Uses any kind of wood, sticks, even scrap in its gravity-fed firebox. And it heats workshops, homes, garages, outbuildings, industrial areas, and barns. Watch the video of this blast furnace stove in action. Visit rocketheater.com. That's rocket. Welcome to the new KGRA digital broadcasting website, thekgradb.com. Here you'll find great new content, including the KGRA classics, great shows from our archives. You'll be able to see the showtimes and information so you can see what show is currently on air. The on-air live button, so just go to this section and you'll be able to hear the show live with exceptional sound quality. We also have the vault section. Make sure to subscribe to get access to great content and special features. We have the make content for our latest news and events, so make sure to sign up and you can be part of our forum. So make sure to check out the new KGRA digital broadcasting website, the KGRADB.com. We look forward to seeing you there and we hope that you enjoy the new website. You listen to us and we listen to you. And so does the CIA. <laughs> KGRARadio.com. by the mainstream media the destroyer of fake news and your host of the rundown live Kristen T. Harris 
Some people would uh, set the world on fire, huh? That's uh, Lo and Behold bringing us in. Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. I'm your host, Chris Don T. Harris, and we're at the last half hour of our show. If you want to call in, 1-855-472-5483 is the number here. 1-855-472-5483 or KGRA, excuse me, uh, 85 KGRA Live. 85 KGRA Live are the calling numbers. If you look on your phone and you want to type them in, it's 85 KGRA Live. And, you know, last half hour of the show, we're going to go through a rundown. There's some interesting topics here. I know we were just talking about the Toyota Mega City. There's a lot of questions we could ask about the Toyota Mega City. You know, if you get in a self-driving car, what happens if a self-driving car gets possessed and crashes and kills you? What happens if there's like rain or tornadoes or ice on the road? Or do they just not run the self-driving cars that day? How do you get to work? You know, and then you got to walk or, you know, there's so many unanswered questions, you know. How these things are going to work. Mobile hotels, you know, is a hotel going to be mobile? Is it uh, driving around? Is it going to be like a giant like underground hotel that travels from location to location? Or is it like more of like an RV thing? I'm not quite sure what a mobile hotel is. Still kind of unsure about that. But anyways, I want to say thank you to everyone in the chat. I see a lot of people. Afirian, you rock as always. Um, John, what's going on in the chat? How is everyone doing? Um, I see Skywatch is there, a bunch of all the standards. King Sweet, welcome. The Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. You can find us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch. We are on just about every platform, library, uh, Odyssey. We're making our move, you know, slowly but surely getting out there on different platforms. And if there's a platform we need to be on, please drop the link in the chat. Please do. And, um, Always stay in touch. Always stay in touch. If there's something you want me to see, news stories wise, let me know. Pretty cool story, though, by the way, in the news right now. Um, just the idea that there might be, and there probably has been for quite some time, a more efficient way of producing fuel. Here it is in the news, robreport.com. Porsche says its synthetic fuel could make gas-powered engines as clean as EVs. You know, synthetic fuel. The Porsche Taycan may be one of the most exciting EVs on the market right now, but that doesn't mean that German automaker is ready to give up the combustion engine just yet. The Marquis Vice President Motorsport and GT Cars, Dr. Frank Walliser, told British car magazine Evo that the company is hard at work at synthetic fuel technology that could save traditional gas. Yeah, okay, okay. This whole show we've been talking about growing wood in a lab. Why can't we just make synthetic oil or something and design it so it burns the same but doesn't emit all the fumes and harmful things to our environment? And maybe that's what this is here. Walzer claims that the company's synthetic fuel will be called e-fuel, can be used in any combustion engine, and is scheduled to start undergoing testing next year. See, this is a great idea. The fuel is less complex than traditional gas, 8 to 10 10, uh, components compared to 30 to 40 components, allowing it to burn cleaner with fewer particles and a NOx, an OX. Because of this, 
the total carbon footprint of the vehicle will be less or equal to that of an EV. Synthetic fuel is cleaner and there is no byproduct. And when we get uh, when we start full production, we expect CO2 reduction of 85 percent. Willis are told the publication from a well to wheel perspective. And you have to consider the well to wheel impact of all vehicles. This will be a same level of CO2 produced in a miniature excuse me, in the manufacture and use of electric vehicles. So, you know, if we can grow wood, why can't we make synthetic fuel? That'd be kind of cool. Obviously, um, something that would probably drive, who knows, good, if not better, and could be better for the environment. So this is something else. That's pretty interesting in the news. Um, Yahoo News is reporting digital authentication opens new doors for art, sports, and collectors. So now, nowadays, like if you buy a comic book online, right, you can buy a standard comic book and get the digital format, or you can get one that's like on a blockchain. They have actually card games like Magic that are on a blockchain, so you actually have a digital footprint that you own it, so it's a form of ownership but in a digital world, just like you should own your metadata. Like we should all have uh, ownership of the data we use or that we give. If another person is taking our data and using it, they're stealing it. That's why Facebook is having to start pay for articles in Australia and America will be soon to follow. Hence why they've been changing a lot of the independent news sites from news sites to video content creators. Because if you're a news site, they may have to pay you in the near future for any articles that are shared on their platform. Because they're now putting digital tags using some form of a blockchain so they can identify everything that's being shared everywhere. Now it's going to collectible things. Videos, art, digital art. Before, you could just grab any picture you want off the internet and post it and use it. But now if there's a digital tag to it, where they know the process of where it went to every computer, they could maybe charge you for that. But anyways, fans have been flocking by the thousands to the Top Shot online platform to buy short videos of dramatic sequences from professional-based basketball games. A new virtual market enjoys astonishing success among collectors, sports fans, and art lovers. To the untrained observer, one video clip showed an NBA star LeBron James in one of, the, of his more spectacular moves, but it lasted no more than a few dozen seconds. On Top Shot, however, it has instantly became a collector's item that sold on Monday for an eye-popping $208,000. The video sequence is an NFT, a non-fungible uh, token, a virtual object which identity, identity and authenticity and traceability are theoretically indisputable and tamper-proof thanks to something called a blockchain or blockchain technology used to ensure the security of cryptocurrencies like the hugely popular Bitcoin. And for those that are just joining us, a blockchain is a ledger. It's a ledger that keeps track of every transaction done by anyone else that uses uh, that token. So, uh, for example, if you bought uh, something with your Bitcoin in Georgia and I lived in Wisconsin, my wallet would update with your transaction. I wouldn't know who made the transaction or where, but I would know a transaction took place and that transaction is a number. And so if somebody wanted to, uh, there's no way to 
manipulate what's in somebody's wallet because everyone's wallet has the history of everyone's wallet per se as far as the blockchain goes. So in order for you to actually defraud it, you'd have to change everyone's wallet in a blockchain as we checked and we talked about prior. Otherwise, it self-corrects itself. So it's given in a way of authenticity, preventing it or making it near impossible to manipulate anyone that is on that same chain. So the non-fungible token, a virtual object whose identity and authenticity and traceability are theoretically indisputable is what we're talking about here with the blockchain. Launched in early October by Canadian firm Dapper Labs in partnership with the National Basketball Association, Top Shot allows customers to buy and sell their short video clips called Moments at prices that vary depending on demand and rarity. That's right. You'll be selling your Moments and people will be buying them to collect them based on how famous you are. Maybe you want to collect a moment of a celebrity doing something provocative. Well, you'll be able to spend money and buy that moment, and that will be your moment to own. You will officially own that moment. But I don't know if that means if you get an exclusive right, which means you'll only own that moment, or if you'll have, you know, just fair use rights. So, you know, and the clips are... They're at prices. Their prices vary depending on rarity. Dapper Labs selects and sells clips in the numbers varying from one single copy to hundreds of identical moments. Once the sale is recorded on the platform, clips can change hands from one collector to another an unlimited number of times. Dapper Labs takes a small commission from each sale and percentage and shared with the NBA and the Players Association. So my question is, is, is like a video clip that's never been distributed or shared with anyone else or used worth more? Like if if somebody, if mine's have gone through like 3,000 people's PCs and been sold a ton of times, does that give it less value? How does a value system work? And what brought this about where people are paying for clips of videos and claiming ownership much like we'd collect baseball cards? This is fascinating to me because this kind of goes on with that idea that we can make a video game free, but for the cool in-game special stuff, you'll pay. And if you want your guy, let's say if you're playing a, a medieval game, if you want him to have a horse, you could pay extra. If you want your horse to glow, I tell you what, uh, you know, there'll be even more. Maybe we'll provide a horse for free, but it won't look as cool. And you'll pay for the extra cool commodities just to seem cool, but you won't actually have a physical version of it. Collect the whole set of moments, you know, and it's all just digital copies of things people used to torrent. But now since they can track what everyone torrents and what do you think uh, BitTorrent's even now uh, blockchain ready? They know where things go. Just think about that. Imagine a pirate chain went blockchain <laughs> recorded everyone's hmm, makes you wonder, you know. Moments, But, yeah, people are paying for video clips, and then they own some kind of rights to them. Top Shots puts out a limited amount of sales, and then after that they have to buy and sell them because they can't get them anywhere else because I don't think that they will pay appropriately uh, unless, you know, unless they pay for the usage. So most video clips are being sold can be viewed for free elsewhere on the Internet, primarily on YouTube. I totally understand the initial reaction of, I don't get it. 
or this seems stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, it does sound kind of stupid to me, but I, I, I get it because of the way our culture has changed where now you can go to a video game, play the game for free, and they, they're, they're training you. And those video games that you get to play for free for – let me give you a good one. My favorite is – and I play it. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online. ESO, right? You, you can play for free, but if you want, you can pay – or play for free, but if you want, you can pay for the crowns that will allow you to buy cool pets and companions and uh, horses and maybe free booster packs that will allow your character to go a little quicker. But those are then yours. And then since they're a limited edition, they're only available for one month. Maybe it's Rocket League and you got a car and you get the rims that glow. And then when you score a goal, uh, you know, a cool animation happens. And it's only available for one month and you can buy and sell it. People are willing to pay money for that because their character doesn't have it and they're really into the virtual video game. This is no different. Instead of owning a DVD or a CD or something like that, you're going to have a virtual world and a virtual content, and well, they're trying to just develop value for this. At some point, they're going to be able to crack this down, and what it really will do is allow them to go over, go after anyone for copyright infringement. But I get it. It's stealing, theoretically, do I have a problem with people uh, hacking rundown live videos? And Which, by the way, uh, what's really funny is there's videos I've made where I've received, let's say, you know, 2,000 views on my channel. But since they ripped it and put it on their channel, it's gotten hundreds of thousands of, of views, even millions of views. I've had my activism, uh, like coverage in Kenosha, get viewed – 15 to 20 million times last time I checked, it was like 23, 24 million views amongst the different clips. And, you know, I didn't really make a dime from a lot of those clips. They were just all given away for free. And if it wasn't for that, people would have never seen the information. So at some point, if that was on the blockchain, Kristan T. Harris could come after Twitter and said, well, now we're paying news agencies for their content creations. I got 15 million views. That equates to, you know, 20000 or $30,000 that you guys owe me. And that's where they're going to go with the blockchain. And this way, if you have permission, you own that block, you paid for it, and you can use it however you want. But, you know, YouTube and Google, they'll have the free get-out-of-jail-free card. And, you know, that's where this is going. I just wanted you to be aware that piracy is only going to be around for a little while. So, you know, if you partake in piracy, which I think just about everyone out there is guilty of of some form or fashion, they, they like, I knew, I didn't know a single person. Okay, put it this way. I'd have police officers that would have me do data transfers when I worked for a big computer company. And they would have like gigabytes, terabytes of pirated music. It's still stealing. I'm just telling you that's – just give me an example of how common it was. Everyone did it and took advantage of it. Some people have days and years worth of music on their computer that they didn't pay a dime for. Well, everything soon will be on a blockchain. So if you're not getting it now, uh, good luck, and you may never get it. And this way they can allow – allows them to easily identify things they want to ban from their blockchain maybe. Maybe they want to ban William Cooper old MP3 so people aren't so conspiratorial or don't have this metadata, right? 
because how good can artificial intelligence be if it doesn't have all the data, if it doesn't have the Alex Jones stuff, if it doesn't have the Bill Cooper stuff, if it doesn't have the Fox News stuff, if it doesn't have the Joe Rogan stuff, if it doesn't have the Tim Pool stuff, AI will be very inaccurate, but will be very biased towards a reality it perceives as being genuine, and it's because it's being controlled of what metadata is being put in. I'm telling you, letting AI run everything is going to be a big issue and very biased, and it's going to be a controlling factor. And it's going to be used in the same fashion. Microsoft is already talking about uh, hooking you up into a system, essentially. They got the patents for it to allow you to be a miner for whatever you learn. Microsoft will know, and they'll pay you based on that. So, I don't know. Just letting you know. That's where we're going. And it makes that that's the world where uh, world we live in. So now when you want to plug in with your brain chip interface and you go buy d- digital, you know, experiences by going into the matrix per se and where you can feel what really happens. And this is like a whole show for tomorrow. Like, I don't even know if I want to tap into this, but it's so relevant in the direction we're going. So we're going to talk about this real quickly. It's. This idea that we can plug ourselves in, maybe right now with a brain chip interface, and anything we see in the digital world will feel as if we're actually there and our brain will be actually tricked into believing the body will be performing these acts while the body remains in some kind of dreamlike fashion or state. And here it is in techexplore.com in an article from last month, which uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, and nobody has covered. Tactile avatar. The tactile, tactile, T-A-C-T-I-L-E, tactile sensing system, mimics human tactile cognition. A tactile avatar is an artificial tactile perception and cognition system used as a surrogate for human tactile cognition with potential to produce smooth or soft or rough tactile sensations by its user. In a new report now published in Advanced Science, researchers used piezoelectric tactile sensor to record varying physical information, including pressure, temperature, hardness, sliding velocity, and surface typography. In this work, Kayang So Kim and a team of scientists in information and communication, engineering, neurology, brain, and cognitive sciences in Korea engineered artificial tactile cognition by testing the tactile feelings of human participants to a variety of materials ranging from a smooth to soft to rough surface. So we'll just trick your brain, and in the future they'll be able to just have a brain chip interface that will hijack all this to you and, you know, the machine learning and AI will be able to replicate those sensations of your avatar that you have in a digital world world in your mind that you will perceive as reality one day, like in the matrix. It gets into the digital tactility innovations of electrical, uh, electrical devices and signal processing have advanced The digital experiences based on the five human senses, for instance, virtual reality can provide unusual and auditory sensations, while augmented reality can provide a more personalized experience with 3D spatial images and stereo sound across uh, disciplines of entertainment and 
internet marketing. Yeah, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have music and then be able to see a 3D augmented reality stuff jump out at you with the sounds and everything else like that. I get that. And then maybe you could feel it if you're in your uh, digital avatar world when you're plugged in with the brain chip interface. Here it is, artificial sensor system for deep learning and deep learning-based tactile. You guys can read the report. It's on Tech Explore, T-E-C-H-X, and it's been P-L-O-R-E.com. Um, they came out on the 17th of February and we'll leave you with this. You know, I always like covering some of these weird stories because I, I don't know, maybe it's because I've witnessed bizarre exorcisms in my life growing up in a Pentecostal type church. I don't know what it is, but it seems to be popping up in the news more and more and more. And even the Catholic Church is admitting the need for exorcists is at like an all-time high or something interesting like that. Uh, they actually have a meeting, like a conference of exorcists, which, which we should try to go check out. But I think it's always in Italy. It's in Rome. It's by the Vatican. Professional exorcist. I don't even know that's not like occupation. Where do I go to school? Obviously, we know where you go to school to be a uh, professional exorcist, probably the seminary. And I'll get, I mean, I say it that way because that's where the word uh, derives from. It's a reference to, uh, we'll, get it, we'll get into that some other time. Professional exorcist Rolf Keaton has recalled some of the wor- most harrowing moments from his lifelong battle with evil spirits, demons, and malevolent uh, energies. Professional exorcist Rolf Keaton claims that he has fought evil spirits as well as seeing a woman burst into flames. Rolf, who runs his own museum at the Anison's Funeral Parlor uh, building in Hall, says he has been always or he has always been connected to the spirit world with a group of friends only he could see. But he didn't take the, his gift or he didn't take his gift seriously until by chance he became involved with the murder investigation in Holland. Rolf says. Cases of demonic possession are often sparked by their victims and that nine out of ten times people in the property have upset the energies there. But Rolf tells Hall Live that some cases are a lot more frightening. He recalls a house in uh, Scarborough with a presence that was pure evil. I noticed this form he recalled. It was like a demon. I get a sense like static electricity which tingles and shocks. I asked for other spirits to come forward and take the demon away. It is difficult to describe how this happens, but it is like a conference call. (laughs) Some people call the spirits ghosts, but they are more like a form of energy. He says he was called into a house and hall where knives in the kitchen stood on their points and began spinning. A phenomenon that Rolf says is often a test by the presence to see how scared you, uh, you get. The exorcist claims he then witnessed a grotesque-looking black shape which threw objects in his direction. It apparently ran up the stairs before throwing Rolf down them. He was, he was left injured and came away with teeth marks, scratches, and bruises. But perhaps Rolf's most harrowing experience was when he saw a young mom burst into flames in front of him. He recalled how family started hearing people walking around in their new build a property terrified they called local priests and but but he then supposedly had thrown or had stones thrown at him by an unknown force Rolf was called himself has or was called himself and claimed the house next door almost imploded because of the evil presence he was then in the kitchen with the mom when she burst into flames the exorcist managed to put the flames out 
and the mom managed to recover despite her burn injuries. It comes after nuns, nuns broke COVID rules to attend an exorcism and wage war on the children of darkness. By the way, the nuns that broke that COVID rule, they were being punished, but they were doing it to battle darkness, and everyone's like, punish these nuns. And you wonder why. Maybe they're doing some behind-the-scenes spiritual warfare. What's your spiritual warfare game like? And if you don't have one, why not? Just ask it. Just kind of curious. Think about that for tomorrow's show. Anyways, guys, I appreciate you out there. Make sure you support the Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. Support us. Drop a $5 Super Chat or a Cash App or Venmo, $5 a day. Keeps the bills away. We're 100% listener-funded here at KGRA Radio. Or even better yet, contact KGRA Radio. Consider being an advertiser. We have lots of advertising space available uh, for you guys to promote your products worldwide. It's one of the most popular popular radio stations of its sort and genre in the world, if not the most popular uh, paranormal station in the world that covers a lot of legit interesting things. And I have to say, when we start talking about battling evil spirits during COVID and people going out to battle those evil spirits, and then everyone that's pro-COVID going after these people makes me wonder what the real evil is behind. Dr. Blue Screen Zuckerberg, Sander Kissin, uh, was Kissinger of death. All the great classic evil leaders we have developed and programmed in the show. Anyways, I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys have a great day. Don't forget to look at yourself in the mirror. Remind yourself to, that you love you, that you forgive yourself for anything that you haven't accomplish your daily goals to be a better person and don't forget to do one wonderful thing for somebody you know near you uh maybe somebody you don't know at all go out of your way to be a decent person we'll see you guys tomorrow